welcome everybody. This is another edition of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. This is episode number 50, a big 5-0 for everyone involved. We have reached this milestone. Thank you very much for everyone joining us on this ride. You guys are the graham cracker and the s'mores that keeps us all together. I am your fluffy marshmallow, weeb Jason, known as Fluffy-sama. And next to me is my also wonderful co-host, the dark chocolate, a little bit smooth, a <laughs> little bit creamy, William Edgelord-sama. I, I, I have never been propositioned like that before to be called a smooth, dark, creamy chocolate. Oof. But no, it feels great, dude. A half a century of well, yeah, no, <laughs> half a century. Well, okay, no, but yeah, literally like half of a whole century of regular episodes for the GAP. We're not including. Well, if we 80s, do one every yeah, year, then it yeah. would be a century. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, we're not. We're not, of course, you know, including BPs and ADs. But um, you know, we're we're well on our way to be like you know producing a fuck ton of content it's already been like what two years now actually to be fair it's not just only like you know 50 regular episodes but we're actually closing in on like two full years of gap yeah episode zero came out i think january 26 and we started recording that january 23rd so we're just like under a week away from that day when like the gap actually like got together and started recording the very first minutes of the podcast so it's a oh man it's it's been a fucking journey but you know yeah. we're not gonna you know try and reminisce too much because we've got a lot going on today uh so we're gonna you know speed run through a couple things uh re-watch stuff no uh we're not gonna go over that okay we watched a lot of stuff and but- the reason for that is because today's topic if you haven't already seen the title for the episode is that we're going to be going over the sort of like premiere slash first impressions of winter 2023 that's right it is time to begin the first fiscal year of anime starting with the winter season and uh initial inspection it looks um very interesting so will we we live in hong kong in the northern hemisphere right it's right now winter time, right? Are it's, we actually northern? We are actually like slightly above, above the equator, the equator yeah. right? So technically, northern hemisphere. Well, it's cold or cold-ish. It's damp and cold, right? Yeah, uh, true. Uh, other places in Japan would be like snowstorm in America. It's snowstorming. It's crazy. Unless you're in um, Okinawa, then you're not. You're in a snowstorm. You're just like in a fuck ton of humidity and, and rain. But around this time, usually Japan gets a lot of rain. The winter 2023 anime season is not like the Northern Hemisphere, but the Southern Hemisphere because it is red hot. At least that's how I feel about it. Maybe Will kind of agrees, kind of disagrees, but we will get into that. It's like somewhere in between, really. Um, but, you know, before we go into that, we're, we've are we got a couple of, uh, not even a couple, we've got several news articles that we're going to go over, some of which we just breeze past, some of which we maybe spend, you know, a couple minutes, maybe 10 minutes, just to really, you know, decipher and dissect, like, what the hell's going on here. Um, so there are two uh, new adaptations that are coming out, starting off with the first one, which is Whisper Me a Love Song uh, by Eku Takashima. Uh, that one is going to be getting a TV anime um, very soon. Uh, I actually need to open up the news article. So, the, Jason, uh, wait, is this the one that you actually like read from start to finish? Uh, it's not finished, but it is a girl love uh, anime manga now, will be an anime. 
and it has maybe like five, six volumes currently out. And I think it is, uh, it's not Seven Seas. I think it is Kodansha. I need to double yeah, check Yeah, Kodansha that. USA Publishing is the one that's doing the print for uh, English. Currently five volumes out digitally. Uh, well, the, the fifth one will be out digitally. Uh, oh, released last year in May. And then in print July uh, in uh, 2022. Yeah. Uh, has a mouse score of 8.12, rank 510, and is the third highest rank girl love manga on my anime list. So if you exclude Bloom Into You and if you exclude Yuru Yuri, Whisper Me a Love Song is on there. Yeah, so at the moment, no studio announced, but they have, you know... The illustration. The directors, um, in terms of the people who are doing, like, uh, the animation production supervision, uh, whoever's directing this shit. So um, that at least is, you know, confirmed. But uh, when it will come out, who, in terms of the studio, is going to be producing it, that is, you know, that remains to be seen. I would say maybe spring of next year. Probably. The other one is also... But it's just really sweet. It's like Bloom Into You... Roughly in terms of tone and just maturity, it's about a girl who's really good at playing guitar. We'll, we'll I mean, not me, but Jason will get into it uh, when it finally releases and airs uh, sometime in 2024. Timestamp this shit. The other one that got an adaptation is a manga called The Girl I Like Forgot Her Glasses. This was announced uh, just, uh, just a couple days ago by Square Enix. Um, it will be premiering this year, actually, uh, so very, very soon. It's got a little uh, illustration that was... Uh, Published on Twitter, uh, their official um, Twitter, uh, the official manga Twitter account. Uh, this was, let's see. Oh, yeah. They were actually hosting a countdown uh, yeah. just earlier this year. And they, I think, released the first volume of their manga digitally. Uh, it's been compiling on Manga Up, I think, which is Square Enix's uh, digital manga platform. I've read it. It's very cute if you think, like, teasing Master Takagi-san or, hint, hint, Kubo-san you roughly get uh, the girl I like forgot her glasses, except it's like a different variation, a different riff. But it is very comfy, and uh, it's just cute. Cute puppy love romance stuff. So cool. excited. Yep. So uh, we mentioned uh, Kodansha earlier, and the next two articles, we can probably just do them together because they're pretty much related. Uh, so Kodansha on one side has ended uh, sim- uh, simultaneous publications of manga distribution on Azuki uh, and among other platforms as well. This also coincides with Kodansha removing 16 manga titles from Crunchyroll uh, on January 31st. So uh, in around, well, after this episode releases, uh, like what, two weeks from now? Uh, yeah, there's going to be uh, a lot fewer manga series that will be on the Crunchyroll service. So from what I can tell, uh, I'm subscribed to Azuki. Unfortunately, I don't know how long I would be subscribed to it because for the longest time, one of the reasons why I really liked that service was it was relatively cheap and also because it has a large catalog of Kodansha titles. They still retain a lot of the old stuff, but I think like the Simul Publishing, Simul Pub chapters that are ongoing they are not going to continue. So it's a very unfortunate, but I also think the reason why they're pulling all these uh, deals away is because they are going to inevitably release their own digital manga platform because that's essentially, seems to me, the most logical explanation to why they've done all this. Or they're just renegotiating, like, you know, license agreements. Uh, like NHK and um, 
Netflix. I mean, honestly, like it's it's hard to really like confirm what's going to happen. Uh, I wouldn't like be surprised, of course, since the fact that you know there are a lot more new manga platforms, like, digital platforms are popping up. So look, Kadansha Digital. I'm I, I wouldn't be surprised to it. Uh, at least you know in in uh, in regards to the. Uh, the situation with Azuki. There are a couple of uh, series that are going to be affected by this. So, for example, like A Sign of Affection, oh, Cardcaptor Sakura, worst. Clear Car, Drifting Dragons, Eden Zero, Space Brothers, Ghost in a Shell, Human Algorithm, The World of Summoning, To Your Eternity, Topu GP, and Wave Listen to Me. So those will be affected on the Azuki platform. So Wave Listen to Me, Eden Zero, uh, Clear Card, Cardcaptor Sakura. Obviously, I love A Sign of Affection. And I think there was one more that you mentioned. To Your Eternity? Yes. So those are the ones that I think are the most well-known titles uh, among that like list of properties, yeah. and it's just unfortunate. But on, on Crunchyroll, it's the same ones, but also including things like Farewell, My Dear Kramer, Fairy Tale, Fire Force, Inspector, uh, the Slime Isekai, uh, as in the the one the, the time I got reincarnated as a slime, not Slime Three Hundred, uh, uh, and also UQ Holder. Everything else is pretty much the same. So. Um, Let's see what what's going on. I, I think that you know, in terms of Jason's prediction that uh, there's going to be a digital platform for Cadencia. Well, that that is entirely possible. Oh, sorry, a bit too loud there. My bad. Uh, also, because in addition to the statement uh, for the Crunchyroll kind of pulling the plug on that, Cadencia uh, basically said that they will have updates due to changes in its simultub simulpub simultub simulpub distribution program and they will have an announcement regarding simul pubs in the coming months so i don't know how more obvious on the nose you can be about hey guys we're doing something there's a reason why we'll let you know when uh, we finish developing our platform yep and then as an announce yeah uh Reassessing the distribution of its English language chapter-based content. Any updates on the exact nature of this reassessment will be shared at a future date. That was uh, after Anime News Network reached out to Kodansha USA Publishing in regards to the removal of chapters and titles on Azuki. Uh, so there's really no additional information other than the fact that, like, as we reported, they're just reassessing the situation. Does that mean they're going to redo any license agreements? Are they going to actually pull everything together and actually, you know, launch their own digital platform that remains to be seen so as soon as there are any updates on this we will report it in the coming months all right uh will are we going to continue on with the other more weirder cooler pop I mean, culture stories or are we just gonna move but, on no let's talk about it i mean like we've talked about many many a time how you know manga and anime are in the mainstream and uh this was probably one of the the highest points so far this year. I mean, the year is still very young. We're only like two weeks in. But uh, in terms of uh, American football, NFL, uh, there are two tidbits. Wait, uh, how are the, how are the Seahawks doing? They they got into the playoffs. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. But they lost to the Niners in the wild card round. Oh shit. Yeah, they were doing fine up until the fourth quarter, and then just got destroyed. So I think they were down by like what, like I think the end, the final score was like forty one twenty three, something like that. It was a good run. I did not expect the Seahawks to make the playoffs, but um, you know, at least we got into one round of the playoffs. That's great. Um, but this is not about the Seahawks. This is not about the playoffs. Rather, we're going to be talking about the Detroit Lions because Ooh. you know, I mean, look, like, are you guys even in the same division? By you guys, I'm assuming you're a Patriots fan. It's just that I just don't like Detroit Lions. I just 
secretly they'll be doing pretty well. Um, they also have a pretty nice uh, team culture because uh, they have a, uh, a very, very uh, renowned weeb on their team named Jamal Williams. Uh, who you know bonds with his teammates not just through the art of football but also through the art of anime. And just this past Sunday night football, uh, when the Detroit Lions uh, were doing their little player reel where they introduced themselves and which university they go to, Jamal Williams uh, went on uh, literally with the Naruto headband on his face. Can and it be uh, actually charged with copyright? Can't be right. Uh, well gray area but if you substitute jitsu they can just blame the I mean, substitute he, he, right he's, he's popped a bunch of jitsus when he's done other interviews so he's done all the hand signs and all that stuff uh but literally <laughs> he introduces himself as swag kazakage leader of the hidden village of the dead and god, uh, it's so nerdy i love it oh my god it's so good sorry i just moved the mic closer to my face i just realized that's how i, I got the wave files is going to be interesting but so this only happened like a day after uh, another bit of uh, anime meets nfl news uh where uh on saturday uh just about, just this past saturday the jacksonville jaguars tweeted an attack on titan anime uh inspired poster for their game against the tennessee titans uh they ended up winning that game 20 to 16 and was able to clinch their uh, division title and advance into the postseason playoffs for the very first time since 2017. Um, so it was great because the quarterback, uh, which is uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, is essentially uh, <laughs> is essentially Aaron Yeager, and uh, the running back for the Titans, Derrick Henry, who's a beast by the way, uh, is depicted as uh, the the Titan. And then the is wall he a beast is Titan, dude. Have you ever seen Derrick Henry play? That guy is a fucking tank. If there was, like, in any like, realm where, like, we had a human who actually would become a tank titan, it'd be him. Uh, yeah, so, there was yeah. a cart. Uh, I, I'm, not gonna say, I mean? I'm, not, I'm not gonna say anything. Dude, it's over, man. Everybody's ready, like, shat on, like, the renditions of, you know, from MAPPA about Attack on Titan Final Season. Who cares? Spoilers? Fuck you. You should have already <laughs> watched and read everything about Tag and Ten and Ready. Um, but no, the the main focus here is that like it's it's cool. It's 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 fun because like just earlier uh, in the the football season when the Chargers released their uh, their 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 game schedule yeah, and they, they had a, like a video and it was brutal. It was fucking rude with like they... sick references that like no, it, like the intersection of weebdom and the sick sports burn. and NFL knowledge. Is so niche that I just kind of dig it because I kind of get it, but I also be like, guys, you guys are. And for the most part, a lot of like the uh, NFL correspondents, people who were in the media, were like, this shit is absolutely awesome because as foreign as anime was to them, they also just saw how it was like meshed well with all the fucking like harsh burns that the Chargers had on all of the other teams. It, it was extremely intricate. And and like and they, they like, went they cut deep. Bro. And, and you 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 watch football, but it's not like you're like that into football. Well, but I like, was, but, but like but like watching it as well. It's like, yeah, no, like, yeah, fuck that team. Oh, that team sucked. Oh, uh-huh. oh it's yeah. like a carousel merry-go-round because you kept rotating players. I totally get it. Like for real. So, hey, uh, apparently a lot of NFL football players just really uh are so weeks. many. So many weebs. So what we're trying to say is football's great and anime is great. And puts stay, the two together, stay yeah. tuned next year when Will and I try out for uh, NFL during the tryouts during uh, spring. Dude, uh, no. 
I no, dude. Those guys are like two hundred and eighty pounds, six foot three. What I mean by try, I mean we'll try to go there. You try to go out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah out there. Try out. Uh, touch yeah. grass. Exactly. Touch the grass, and then we peace out, and then start recording another episode. Okay. So we got two bits of rather bizarre news. Uh, should we do the Belarus one first? Yeah. So the government of Belarus has passed a law on January third, basically allowing its residents to a uh, pirate audiovisual media and computer software from Japan essentially relates to essentially media manga and anime legalizing it meaning you pirate it we good and the reason why is kind of obviously political is because they cons- the government of Belarus considers Japan to be an quote unquote unfriendly nation yeah now remember this is not representative of our views or just basically like what we're trying to tell people, we're literally repeating this verbatim. The, the, the part that really gets to me is that the bill describes audiovisual material as movies, music, and TV shows, right? So that's fine. But then deemed it essential for the domestic market. Anime Need- is needed in Belarus right now. So if you ever see the GDP of Belarus these days, you can then think back to Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen, and be like, you guys... Demon Slayers saved Belarus. That's that's what true, we're going to be talking about. Facts. Soon. True story. What's uh, weird is yeah. So basically, it's like the law is aimed to develop the quote unquote intellectual and spiritual and moral potential of society and to reduce the critical shortage in the domestic market of food and other goods. So if you guys ever thought that harms were great, you know, in like pseudo incest or weird family relationships. These are the moral pinnacles of society, according to the government of Belarus. They don't just need food. They also need food wars. That's that's literally it. You can't have Whoa. food without the food wars in there, too. So rather than having... Double political, that's what it all is. All the pieces of the pie, you just need one piece, but that one piece is the whole pie. That kind of thing. Okay. Yep. Other unfriendly nations also include... Oh, so many. There's a lot, but the ones that I'm just going to mention is Australia, United Kingdom... Obviously, the EU, obviously America, Taiwan, Ukraine, obviously New Zealand, and and, and just a bunch of... Canada's in there too, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, represent, bro. Canada's so friendly. Come on. Well, as you know, I mean, how, we, we try how about, how about you declare war and then apologize for it? No, dude, I'm not declaring anything here. I'm, I'm staying out of this. But you know what Australia did? Yeah, so they, I they're, went to they're sc- not staying out of anything. They're getting your hands on everything there is. So I went to school in Australia. So I was there when they made kind of this original ban, but not about this new story. So <clears throat> let me just go for the new story first. Australia bans the import and sales of... How not to be a demon lord Omega, aka season two of how the not anime. To, how not to summon. What'd I say? How not to be. Well, if you're, yeah, yeah. So you're not being it, you're summoning it. So it's the other person. Okay. Yeah. Fair. So um, this how is, not yeah. to summon a demon lord season two. So the Australian Classification Board, you should, you know, know everything about their business, right? They banned Mortal Kombat, so I couldn't buy it that one year. It was really annoying. But uh, just to be clear, the anime is still available for streaming, so that's kind of like okay. Yeah, it's like, just the banning. The, literally, the, the the law that they put in was uh, that it cannot be sold, hired, advertised, or legally imported in Australia, but nothing about digital streaming. Yeah, so that's because where it's like the that's the 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 fine print. Yeah, 
And the reason why I knew something like this was relatively there was because they have been cracking down on violence and... Um, oh, dude, like video games? Yeah, but also, let's just say, without the, saying the word... I'll say it. Lolly. Yeah, okay, not the other word. Please don't say the other word. Um, So, a while back, Australia created a stir because they had to essentially ban or limit the exposure of certain adult actresses that have really small boobs. And this is a real thing. You can Google it and look at the story. It was kind of wild. The whole thing is that, okay, this was like back in 2010. And yeah. here we are in 2023, and we're still talking about it. Like it, it's it's just it's it's such wild. a wild story, and it's real. Like I w- I was living there at the time, and I didn't think it was real. Not to mention as well, it's not just so much that like a lot of stuff gets banned or restricted or like censored in Australia, but the stuff that does get through, it's also insanely expensive, right? Like I I remember like people oh talking God. about how video games themselves were extremely pricey. It was like I think I ended up buying. A game for ninety Australian dollars once, and how much is that converted to like Hong Kong or or, or U.S. dollars? So like ninety Australian dollars. Do you, do you remember what game it was? It definitely wasn't GTA. No, it was one of those games that they had to ban, kind of, but not. It was like they had like a heavy restrictions. Yeah, they it. had a grace period, so then they banned that. I think it was actually Mortal Kombat because they banned the sale of the local publishing, but you can at the time import. So, um, it was about 500 Hong Kong dollars. So, oh my God, that's like, like 60 to 70, it's like $70 US. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Jesus Christ. And games are usually only like half that price. Holy fuck. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Inflation, inflation, inflation. But, but the point that I'm trying to make is, uh, Australia decided to, you know, ban another thing, which turns out to be anime. Uh, which is kind of funny. Now, have you read or watched any of Demon Lord? I don't give a fuck about how to not. Because to a be Demon honest, Lord. it's like I mean, anywhere else, it, it there is. It's not that like there's censorship, but it's obviously like of that material where it wouldn't be surprising that there would be some restrictions uh, imposed on it. So, well, it, it does the Demon Lord have a harm of concubines? I mean, the fact that like you look at the poster and there's okay, there's a demon there, but there's also like five sets of really massive other assets in there too but what about the non-assets yeah like brad like okay when, when you see the poster you know what you're getting so it's not to say that like how to not summon the demon uh, yeah how, how not to summon a demon lord shouldn't have been restricted or whatnot like they were kind of asking for it but i i, I don't know i feel like it's it's just australia's deal the banning stuff censoring stuff is very much their prerogative and I, I, I can't really give much of an like, experience on that because I've never lived or even been to Australia before. Uh, I owe a great deal of debt to Australians and Australia. Uh, I think Australia is a great country to live in, but obviously no country is perfect. And uh, I have to say, though, you can ban a lot of other things. Uh, this ban, though, I approve. I just have to say. It's kind of dumb. Good job. Kind of love it. And you still gave them, oh, if you want it, you can stream it. You don't have to buy it, but you can stream it. So, hey. What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, better. Don't 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 spend your money. Just you know, if you already have a subscription to access it, just use that. That's essentially what you're doing. Yeah, and then because Australia doesn't have unlimited data, they have data caps there. So 
Oh, they Good do? luck using the national broadband service. That's a little inside joke for all you Australians down under who will know what I mean. It really sucks. But so it's not a good day then, right? The NBS? Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's not great. It was... It's like, was it the Boston, the, the, the Great Dig, the Big Dig? Don't know about you know that, that tunnel oh. that costs like, like $10,000 billion yeah, yeah, dollars yeah, 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 over yeah, yeah. a long span of time? They kind of did that. Billion, gajillion, whatever the amount of money. It was a stupid amount of money. It was a stupid amount of money, nothing. and it was still shitty, the end product. But whatever, here we are talking about it on the 50th episode of the Good Anime Palette Podcast, and that wraps up all of our anime news for you. But it's not the end of the first half. Because oh, hell no. We're, we're far from it. First of all, Will and I have decided to do our cleanup picks for Cleanup 4, which we will watch and uh, record. So just yeah. as a reminder, uh, this is the Anime Closet Cleanup, where both Jason and I have uh, really, really, really long plan to watch lists on my anime list um that's we just have never gone around to i think i'm up to like around like 180 titles that i have on my plan to watch list i think you have like 500 or so if not more last i checked i had to, I had to check I, anyway because I, I needed to pick stuff out for you yeah i for saw you added like stuff like nine hours ago and i, was I added like, i added once nice. i added one because i because I, I looked at it i was like okay you know what? This was something I did want to check out. I just haven't been as active in terms of looking through the, the database and actually adding stuff to my PTW. Um, but yeah, here we are. Um, 792 on my plan to uh, watch list. My plan to read list is even longer, 854. It's it's not so much that it's because there's a lot more stuff you want to read. It's just the fact that like you have don't have much time to watch anime and even less so for manga. Is yeah, that what I have yeah. an anime and manga podcast, kind of. So We have an anime podcast, which does talk about some manga, so you can be forgiven to not cover manga as often. Well, we're trying to bridge that gap ever so slightly. But, hint, 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 ASAP, too. But, but, okay, so... Should we just, or, like, yeah, should we just like, go like, quickly like summarize the, the rules, or at least like how to go about doing this uh, anime closet cleanup? Because we have like, extensive rules, but maybe just like... You know, kind of abridge, uh, just according to it. Will and reading it again, I do agree it's extremely convoluted between us. I was going to upload it to our website and then realize that maybe I should rejigger it. The Basically, it gives us an excuse to talk about animes that may not be connected to one another in terms of theme, genre, or studios, as well as, you know, clean up our list of plan to watch list we might have some extracted from each other's list that we pick and we basically pick four right four and then four curs yeah equivalent so if there's a i think it was five curs max so it could, it could be a mix mash of like three curs and then a movie or four to maybe five curs like only anime yeah whatever and uh, it may be. one movie is considered a cur and basically we draw it from a hat and then we will talk about it when it is our cleanup, which I think is like episode like three, soon soonish. Because fifty one is already recorded. Spoiler alert: fifty two should be the um, gotta watch them all, or the ASAP the uh, the anime uh, adaptation. I think primer. that's fifty six. Okay. Anyways, uh, enough about our schedule. So. Will and I will pick out from yeah, I a just, hat. I just, I just leaked everything, huh? Yeah, it's just kind of just. I'm just gonna skip by that real quick. I should just redact it. I just have an audio, an audio bleep over it. It's like, oh, we are experiencing technical difficulties. 
Please wait while we connect you back to this pre-recorded segment of the you, Good Anime Palette Podcast. Just, just start beating the shit out of me. Why the fuck are you telling everybody what we're doing? I'm sorry. We are now still on the hold. No, still on hold for the Good Anime Palette Podcast pre-record. Okay, anyways. So, Will, do you want to pick first or you want to pick mine or I pick yours? Would you? How do you want to do this? Oh, no, uh, I pick your own. I think that's yeah, what we're going to yeah. do. So, basically, like, yeah, Jason will have, like... 10 total to choose from and then i will also have 10 total to choose from and at the end of it we will have four like series slash movies uh to watch over the course of however long it may be up until we record the next uh episode of uh the anime classic cleanup and the reason why we are sort of picking it live is not only because it's a little bit fun but also to give you guys ample time to seek these out so if you do want to hear our thoughts on it or want to watch along and hear our thoughts on it after you consumed it, here it is. So, Will, right now we are going to do your picks, okay? So, I have here separated into two sets of five. Five from my plan to watch, five from yours. So, let's start with... Hmm, let's start with yours, your plan to watch list on your side of the cleanup. So, to reiterate... Will can pick two from the following five from a hat, and these include Usagi Drop, Furikuri, known as FLCL, Madoka Magica, Bento, or Darling in the Franks. <sighs> Puella Magi, Madoka Magica. It's okay, so Usagi Drop, uh, FLCL, Bento, yeah. Darling in the Franks. Yeah. If it was like if if I had it in a perfect world, the two I would really really want to watch are Bento and Darling in the Franks. For like, well, okay, Bento just because I'm curious, and Darling in the Franks because research, you know, it's cultured. So, for pick number one, this is a classic, Fully Cooly. Oh, okay, that's a six episode OVA, right? Yes, it is. And then the other one, oh, please, Bento Franks. I'm glad it's not the manga because it's Usagi Drop. Okay, uh, Matt, if I had to no, read no, the okay. manga, no, you're done. Yeah, no, if I had to draw, if I had to read the manga, that would be it would be a very, very different experience, right? Just don't read the epilogue. That's that's all you got to do, really. All right, so now Will is gonna pick the other five or from from among the five from my plan to watch list. I which, already know which ones I want to watch, which includes Aldenoa Zero, Data Live. Maquia, the when the promised flower blooms, citrus, which is like my troll pick, and records of Grand Crest War. Funny enough, citrus is one of them that I want to watch just because I I just have to know. It's the worst, best melodrama show manga ever. And then Data Live as well as like I actually want to know about that same. to be honest because season four like was crazy in terms of its mouse score. It's like seven point eight something. Which is the first one? Oh god damn it! I got out Noah zero. Okay, I mean, the Mecca show, right? Yeah, that's a. I, I watched There's the Mecca. Two seasons, la- I right? watched the Mecca for the last cleanup. Yeah, but <laughs> two seasons of it too. Promare's okay, right? Of course, I wouldn't get anything I wanted. Machia when the promised flower blooms. Hey, that's a really good movie. Apparently, apparently, okay. Apparently, so just to reiterate, Fully Coolie, Usagi Drop, 
Makia, when the fl- when the promised flower blooms, and Alt Noah Zero are the four series slash movies that I'm going to be covering for the next iteration of the anime closet cleanup. Now it will be up to Jason to go over his one. So Jason's got a couple of that I carried over as well. Um, so the ones that he could pick out would be from my plan to watch list: The Count of Monte Cristo or Gankutsu. That's the one I carried over. Batum with three O's. Uh, Penguin Drum, Nobunaga Concerto, and Charlotte. So, I kind of don't want to pick Penguin Drum because the movies, which are the new ones, are airing right around now. So, I no, no, I, I'm picking, yeah, right? I'm, sh- I'm shuffling them, and then here you go. All right. The one I, out, out of this, of course, okay, so... The Count of Monte Cristo has been on this like plan to watch. I this carried it over so, like five times, so many times. Will will it, will it finally happen? I, I'm telling you, if I'm gonna drop it from the carryover, if it doesn't get it, yeah, no, I think it's Noburaga. Noburaga Concerto. Concerto. Okay, that I went. I actually do want to know. That's I, that was a. I I saw that it was rather interesting. Pretty, pretty and highly then, rated. Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay, unfortunately, ah. Uh, you know, one of these days I will watch The Count of Monte Cristo, but again, not for today. Yeah. Or at least not for the cleanup. Look, m- maybe we'll cover it in like a reader watch that we do sometime in the future. Unfortunately, for the fourth time, it still hasn't happened. So maybe we'll do like a Western properties that ends up being an anime because there's kind of a few actually of them. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's. Uh, there's so many things we can do with this podcast, so we will find ways to introduce stuff you know, from the past, present, and the future uh, in one shape or form. So, on to the next draw for Jason, the final draw for the Anime Closet Cleanup. From Jason's plan to watch this, um, Sakano, or How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend, which is another one that I carried over, Detroit Metal City, which actually had featured in an old pickup i think it was either in the closet cleanup two or maybe even the first one uh drifters which is one i watch and i really want jason to check out high school dxd uh please the censored version uh and no, no 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 what are you talking about okay no. i'll be fine I'll, I'll give you i get to choose whatever version i want to watch i'll bro. give you the blu-ray fine uh and then the last one uh which is the first movie that i have out of my uh out of my, uh, the list for jason into the forest of fireflies light you know when i first saw it firefly I, I was like oh no is it grave of the fireflies i'm like fucking don't do this well to you me. already well, watched it so of course it's not gonna be in there but uh what also is not there anymore because i picked it is the dds you got it you got let's go dxd nice okay <laughs> oh and drifters Okay, awesome. I would have liked you to check out Detroit Metal City. Um, I actually think I'm just going to drop uh, Sakano from now on now because Sakano has featured a couple times and it just hasn't happened. So there was, there's probably going to be a, a genre uh, up in the future that will be able to you know go over Sakano as a boring girlfriend. Again, the thing is that other than I guess troll picks, which are like half trolly, there is no bad choices. Only good choices and really good choices. So. These are there's a reason why these are all on our plan to watch list, and that's why we do want to have an excuse to watch them and give you our thoughts on them. So, just to repeat, the ones that we'll have to watch is Usagi Drop, Foodie Cootie, known as FLCL, Aldenoa Zero, and I'm just gonna say when the promised flower blooms, uh, I Makia, Makia, on my side, it is Nobunaga Concerto, 
Charlotte, Drifters, and High School DXD. That's that. That's it, guys. It's cool. um, that's it for our closet cleanup for uh, season five. Yeah. So, uh, before we go into the break, we are now going to go into uh, just a little bit of a preamble into our main discussion topic. Which, if you saw, if you've already like seen from the episode title, we are going over winter twenty twenty three. Now, as always, we have to go over the disclaimer. That we didn't watch every single show that premiered. Oh, do you know? So one of my one of our listeners uh, decided to sort of send me a message and was like, "You know, Jason, there is just two things I know is almost guaranteed from any given episode. It is either a disclaimer or either a dictionary definitions and a dis- distinction between these definitions." And I'm like, "Well, you're not you're wrong." Not wrong. But we have to do it as well. Yeah, but we have to. Sometimes it, like, we can't always guarantee that everybody's watched or I mean, everyone's listened to the previous uh, iterations and, of whatever format we have. And, and like we're like rule goblins. Plus kind it's of. written here, so we might as well read them, right? So, I mean, I just paste it each time. But. Yeah. So uh, in the sense that you know, not every show has been watched, there are a couple of reasons. One, it's just straight up overkill. But two, there are also some series that are sequels, and we haven't necessarily gone around to actually like finishing up the previous seasons. I pasted spring premieres, and then yeah, but we'll watch more throughout the spring anime season. Okay, winter <laughs> anime season. For fuck's sake, come no. on, Will. Now there's other things in here as well. So uh, we are only talking about TV new. So as in our previous, so no yeah. blue lock. Uh, no, no, no continuing, no movies. No To Your Eternity, no movies. These are new seasonals that would be like on any Crunchyroll, Netflix, yeah. High Dive, like their lineup, essentially. Now, there, there are some exceptions, and we have done this in the past, where we include a couple of original net animations or ONAs. But it's Basically because, Netflix. It's because some of them were super fucking hype. Like, Katara Lives Alone. Like, that was actually a really fucking good one that came out a couple seasons ago, and... Hey, like we had to talk about it. Um, now, for the most part, we I guess also it used to be down to how the episodes were released. So it was either for the most part, um, like three weeks or even four weeks sometimes into the season itself, so we would have enough to watch to do like the the three episode rule and like really give like a firm kind of like early review of what to check out and what's not hot at all. Uh, and then there was one time, like, literally the previous. Um, uh, seasonal review that we did which was more of like a sort of primer we were just sort of like, like a forecast yeah. we looked at the this sources around, and stuff yeah and this time around we're like just like two weeks in so there's some stuff that already has like on episode two or three some of them have just released their first episode in the, in the past few days and i think there's only like two or three that are left that haven't released anything yet so we will always try to get kind of a, a sweet spot between watching enough to get a conclusion on how we feel about our initial impressions as well as give you ample time to sort of get on the bandwagon or get on the hype train. So yeah, yeah. Now the next part of this as well is usually we would have a seasonal bet. Um, unfortunately there are two reasons why we do not have a seasonal bet for winter 2023. One, we just didn't have enough time to plan out like how to go about it. And two, uh, for the fourth time running, I have been utterly defeated by Jason in yet another seasonal bet. So as a recap, rather than doing, oh, how many eights are going to be in these in this specific season, we decided, why don't we do like a little kind of like draft and just pick 
which ones we think are going to perform the best at the scores and then the cumulative average that would be the final score for the end of that seasonal bet uh so as a reminder for jason he had picked out chainsaw man fourth season of golden kamui blue lock Uruma Kun Season 3, The Eminence in Shadow, and Do It Yourself. As for myself, I picked Bob Psycho 100 Season 3, Part 2 of Spy X Family, More Than a Married Couple But Not Lovers, Reincarnated as a Sword, and I'm the Villainous, so I'm t- uh, teaming the Final Beast with Urusei Yatsura 2022 rendition, closing out my six. Final Boss, not Final Beast. Oh, Final Boss, yep. So, um, to be fair, it wasn't like that like far apart, but my average came to 7. 8016 or just basically 8. 7.8 and Jason's was an astounding 8.108 uh with a score difference of 0.306 recurring so almost a whole like basically like uh, the difference between like a plus or minus yeah. sign right basically yeah. basically yeah. the difference between a, a a b minus and a b plus so um you win yeah. again feels good doesn't it it was fine. Yeah, that's the main reason why we're not doing another seasonal bet because I, uh, I, I have been just utterly destroyed. N- imagine not making the playoffs four seasons in a row. Come on, man, you gotta give me a break. We'll figure shit out for the next one though. So, yeah, for, yeah. Sp- so for spring twenty twenty three, we will have something a little bit more like planned out. I mean, I know it's already too late to do these because it's you know we're going back in time, but. It would have been kind of interesting because a lot of shows are very like tightly packed in we, we, in a certain range. We did have the initial observation that it was going to be relatively mid heavy, and the uh, stats kind of show it. Uh, uh, above mid, by by mid, I mean like in the seven to eight range, uh, because so far there have only been three shows that are eight and up. Nothing that's been like a nine and up, but a whopping sixty three percent or two thirds of the anime season uh, is ranked between 7, a score between 7 and 7.99. For what it's worth, in the past, usually there's around 49, 50-something shows that are considered new on my anime list. And usually, again, usually, the distribution in terms of the most is usually from the 6.00 to 6.99. And to be fair, that's what I would call mid in the sense of like, passes but not really worth your time but not a waste of your time it's just like eh, yeah. that kind of thing yeah it's funny you say that there used to be like like 50 like 50 to 60 shows the past year actually has been like like 45 to 50 before that was even fewer <clears throat> because of covid but then before covid yeah that was when we like we had like anywhere from 50 to 60 shows it's i think it's slowly getting back up in terms of having more shows per season um but uh, yeah, I I I think this this is very um, it's a very interesting season, and I know interesting is not a good word to use to describe this. But when we go into the second half, we'll explain why it's an interesting season. But here's a bit of a you know, an intro to this. So re- the subreddit, the anime subreddit, also is a very well known kind of resource when it comes to anime news, reviews, and impressions and discussions. They release a karma ranking, which is kind of like their points currency system for week one. Will ha- are you looking at the infographic right now? Do you see number one? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. To be fair, there's like a a running theme as to like how the top five were picked, but um, you should see Anime Corner. It's even fucking worse. I, I don't even look at Anime Corner because that just like it's it's like the complete opposite 
of how it will align with my tastes in anime and manga. Uh, but this, on the other hand, is um, it's very weird. Uh, at the top of the list of the karma ranking, uh, karma score of 4,080. Again, I actually don't even know how the scores are, are calculated, but it's like upvotes. Number, number one is Tomo-chan as a girl. Uh, number two is carried over from the previous season, The Eminence of Shadow. I mean, it's in Shadow. Uh, yeah. Uh, Magirevo Tensei Ojo, or the reincarnated princess and genius lady. Uh, number three, which I do agree with. That one's a good one. Uh, Damachi season four uh, is fourth. And Onimai is fifth. Uh, I'm not even going to go over the rest of them because there's so many. Um, I don't agree with a lot of them. But then again, it's like, that's just me. I'm just like one voice out of a sea of other people. So... Well, you will hear it after the break, are essentially our thoughts. And I think this time around, it might be more contested than usual because Will and I have not really shared our thoughts with one another more, like, we, a little we bit. We definitely shared a lot of thoughts about one show in particular, though. Oh, yeah. We will get into that. I have not watched it, by the way. I did it on purpose, but I just need you to convince me otherwise. Anyways. Oh, no, I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I, yeah, you do. Anyways, uh, before we go to the break, we're going to go very, very quickly in terms of some of the stuff that we are not going to go over because of a plethora of reasons. Either how, how, we, about, how about because if we don't go over them, you will know because we didn't go over them. Yeah. Um, but just so that we can be a little pedantic. <laughs> okay, um, sure. It's either that we watched a couple minutes of it and just got bored or just not interested enough to check it out. Uh, we might not have had enough time to watch it. Or the, the main one is... These were sequels that we just didn't catch up with in terms of like the previous seasons. Okay, well, can I? Can we just start with the dumb one, which is I want to spend a little bit of time talking about the Ice Blade Sorcerer Shall Rule the World. Oh, that one sucked because you you told me a little bit about it, and I just kind of chuckled quite a bit. So, Will, uh, first of all, explain to me the name of one of the female characters. Oh, Carol Caroline. What a great ass name. It's so good and so dumb. I loved it. And then what else was it? So there was like so, the okay. color coding system. Basically, for this. I said, uh, I'm just pulling up the, yeah, yeah, um, go ahead. Uh, the WhatsApp chat. So uh, Ice Blade Sorcerer is bland and generic, in which you then replied with that one of your colleagues said, like, there was a 30 second, like, dude, bro, quick panel montage, and two bros went from adversaries to bromance. Wait, yep. is that true? Yes, that is true. Oh my God. Like, literally in the span. Okay. Yeah. So um, it's like, as a very general summary of what the show is, it's an elite magic school where classmates shit on a kid that's a muggle, but it turns out that kid he he's got good magic. He's a he's he magic good. So so, but is he an ice blade sorcerer? Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't seen the the, the blade or the sorcerer part. There's a lot of ice. I'm, so again, I only watched like one episode. Uh, there's also like a little well, magic ranking in there that like has like ascensions through color. So it's like I don't remember what the lowest level is, but it's like like. There's like yellow, orange, red, all the way through up to like sacred, which is not a color, but you know, sacred begins with an S, and S is S tier. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, go. Okay, that, you only just got that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I only just got that. Yeah, uh, See, he's not even a color. His last name is uh, his his name is Ray White. White, not even being a color. It's a no, shame. no, his name is not Ray White. His name is Ray, right? No, his name is Ray White. His rank is not white. His name is Ray. White. They gave him the most bottom tier trash name. Straight up. Um, yeah, no, this is like literally if you want to talk about the 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 generic anime jackpot, this is it right here. Do not bother. Unless, you know, you 
that's what you want, then sure. So you rolled a couple of isekai dices, and this is what the combination it's that came up. It's not even an isekai. It's just a fantasy, like, generic anime. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I fuck. Oh, I didn't know. I, I, I just assumed, and that was the, my bad. Because the title, it would, it would give that kind of impression, right? So, enough about Ice Blade Sorcerer should rule the world. The other series we're not going to go into are Damachi, or is it wrong to pick up a girl? I pick up girls in a dungeon. Because I just don't like it. It's Fourth just, season, part two. It's just whatever. Sarune uh, the Linking Shot, which is the second season of Sarune. Uh, I think both Jason and I only watched two episodes of I, season one. Okay. I, I, I thought it was very pretty. Uh, Archery is really cool. Uh, but that's about it. Kids. And it's KyoAni. And it's KyoAni. So that's about it. Same thing with uh, Bofuri, or almost known as uh, Max Defense Isekai. I did not finish the first season, but it got uh, a high 7, 7.61, I think. And uh, it is a really good show. So Yeah, yeah Misfit of, uh, of Demon King Academy. Very dumb. I watched parts of the first season. Do also want to finish it, but... I didn't get around to it, so I can't watch season two. Yep. Other stuff um, that we're not covering is the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist in the world, because it's boring. Uh, don't tour with me, Miss Nakatoro's second attack. Wait, wait, shit. wait. What? We're not We're not covering it? Oh, man. If only I managed to finish you know, the first episode. Uh, anyways, uh, The Vampire Dies in No Time season two, because we didn't watch the first season. DJ, I just thought it was okay. D4 DJ all mixed season two, because I don't even know what the hell that is. Uh, By the Grace of the Gods season two. Um, it's on Netflix, it's right? It's on Netflix, and yeah. It was like very meh. Yeah. Fire Hunter, because it was boring. Giant Beasts of Ours. Fire. Yeah, Giant giant Beasts of Ours, because it was boring. Uh, Wait, Ours as in like you and I? Uh, No, A-R-S. I forgot. Like what Augmented R- Reality System? No. It's not even fully capitalized. I think ours is the world uh, that they live in. Um, it, it's a shit world. Uh, the tale of... Actually, wait, hey. Giant Beasts of Ours is like a really, really bad version of Attack on Titan. Because it's, it's the same premise. People live in a walled city and giant beasts are trying to break in and eat them. Of ours. Yes. That's literally it. It sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Tale of Outcasts, Revenger, kind of the Great Stone Wait, Sea. You didn't like Tokyo Revengers? Revenger. Oh, okay. But I will have my thoughts about Tokyo Revengers, uh, the Christmas arc. Uh, we already talked about Ice Blade Sorcerer. Uh, Ayakashi Triangle. It sucks, but it's somehow still like on Jump Plus. Yeah, it's manga. a very well-known Shonen Jump manga. That hasn't been killed off yet? I don't know why, but okay, yeah. sure. Saving 80,000 gold in another world from my retirement. I just thought that was a pretty funny title. But, but it's, I actually, just, it's actually quite boring. I just not boring. interested whatsoever. Uh, Unite Up, because I don't know what it is. Um, oh, it's a boy. Okay. I, I figured it was boy the band, poster, but I don't know anything else Idol. Because right? there must be something else other than just being a boy band idol group thing. Um, chilling in my 30s after getting fired from a Demon King's Academy. Now, did you read or watch or anything about this? No? I was going to watch it, but then because of its low ranking, and you can say that I am being like snobby about it, I just had to cut my losses and just be like, okay, I'll cover, I can only cover this much. Yeah. And that's I, not to say that we didn't watch any stuff that was ranked, like that was scored like a five or a six, by the way. Uh, it's just that we we did have to be a little bit picky. And so, the sorry. The fruit of evolution, before I knew it, my life had it made season two. Because we I didn't watch ugh, season one. And it just looked like shit. Uh, Nijion animation, because why the hell uh, would we watch that? Uh, Malevolent Spirits, Mononogatari. Not Wait. Monogatari. It ain't oh. no Monogatari. Uh, oh. It also sucks. Uh, the Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, Northern War. Just never got around to watching it. Bokuto Ropoko. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Um, card Fights. I don't know why it said Card Fitty. <laughs> 
get rich or die trying. Yeah. Or get get rich or die shuffling is yeah. what I'm saying. You know, card fight, Vanguard, Will plus dress season two. Oh, so you're in it. Uh, with a dress, apparently. Okay. Um, I've never I, seen it before. I didn't even know I was in season one. Flaglia, Natsuyasumi, Natsuya no Monogatari. Okay, okay, okay. So, 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 I need to talk about, like, Flaglia. So, it is kind of like, it looks like this marching band, but old guys, because it's like boy band. But here's the thing, Will. Uh, what's it called? They are the flag, you know, like high school marching band, the flags. Oh, the yeah, yeah, the the flag bearers, the one that you know, do all the the crazies of like, yeah. But what if they're moves? a boy idol band as well? Okay, I can vibe. I, I don't know if I can vibe with that. I I, I you don't get it, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah I, I get, get it. it. I get it. There's another Precure, you know, yeah. magical girl. Hirogaru Sky Precure. Um, KG Files second season, which very much it, the reason why we don't talk about it is because while season one is out, uh. It's we not just even ne- available. We just never like, were able to access it, so we couldn't even get around to watching it. Uh, and then the last one that we're not getting into, uh, or at least in much depth. What a fucking title! Sor- Sorceress, Stabber, Orphan, spelled with an E. Uh, Chaos and Urban Rama. The fuck does? Just what is that? No, 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll you know take this break to discuss what the fuck you know. Urban Rama and you know Orphan with an E is, um, but um, yeah, that's a lot of stuff we're not going to go over. But there's still plenty of stuff that we're going to be going over. Uh, this will be inclusive of any sequels that we've been catching up on, and also new shows. Uh, so stick around. We are back with the second half of today's episode of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. Uh, if you somehow tuned off and forgot what we were talking about, we are going in-depth on the seasonals of winter 2023, the stuff that we actually watched and for the most part enjoyed. So, as, as usual, still me, Will, and still Jason. Yeah, so uh, right before the break, Will ra- rattled off all the shows that we did not cover, we ragged on some of them, but now we are going to spend a good length of time to discuss the winter 2023 seasonals. If you're saying, hey, don't you guys are running a bit long? Well, it's the 50th episode, guys. You, and also, it's the you, fifth season. You, you, you've you, listened to our seasonals before. Our seasonal episodes tend to be quite long, so it's, you, you, it's you not an excuse. Yeah. yeah, you know what you're, you're getting into. Uh, but, Will, I'm a bit hungry. Can you get me some fruits? Yeah. Um, it's actually pretty much the premise of uh, the first episode of Vinland Saga Season 2. Uh, w- you, you watched yet? N- no. Oh. So, uh, we're going to start off uh, this particular section by going over the sequels that have released this season. Uh, so, just to be clear, those would be Vinland Saga Season 2, Mungo Stray Dog Season 4, Inspector Season 2, and Tokyo Avengers The Christmas Showdown. Which is kind of like Season 2, kind of. Season um, 2, Part 2, whatever you want to call it. So, the thing that I wanted to mention about the sequels is we, tr- we tend to focus less on the new sequels because they're sequels, so... You're going to need to watch the previous ones in order to even be kind of in tuned with what the show is about. Yep. 
So, but because of the fact that you know both Jason and I have either both watched it or one of us has watched you know everything from the beginning till now, uh, we just want to give us give give our two cents in terms of whether these are still season like series that are worth continuing or maybe tune off and check something else out. So, leading the charge in the winter twenty twenty three is none other than Vikings, which is Vinland Saga season two. Will, what is the OP like? So, oh, dude, the music is. Fucking is good. it a rock song? It's so good. Yes, it's a rock song. Shit. Um, and uh, this is also uh, similar to you know how the transition from Attack on Titan uh, Part Three or Season Three through to the final season, uh, rather than being done by Wit Studio, this one is now being handled and produced by Mappa. So, so a lot of uh, Wit Studio shows have handed off to Mappa, which I- is kind of like interesting i'm not sure if it's like a worrying thing for wit but then wit's still doing some good stuff so like spike's family for instance so Though, you know in collaboration with cloverworks right but still right i think they handed it off to mappa probably the golden child of anime studios right now and they have been i think it was a good decision they're, to spo- give- they're spoiled for choice in terms of like the best thing they've made so far because jesus christ like jujutsu kaisen Fucking Chainsaw Man right now as well with Vinland Saga. With an 8.88 on my anime list currently. It, it was the, originally 8.91, but I did change it a little bit. So the rank and the popularity is a little bit different, but it shouldn't be that far off. All right. Yeah, okay. So it is the highest ranked show this season still, currently. Still, yeah. So why is it the highest ranked show, Will? Because uh, it's fucking Vinland Saga, dude. It's fucking awesome. So the whole first episode uh for season two it's just a musical masterpiece the it, did it, you see oh as in the soundtrack you mean yes, right the soundtrack is so goddamn good throughout it, it, it's usually like whenever you watch a series and it's just like loads of music throughout it's a double-edged sword because of course you want to have good music but you neither detract from what's on screen or it's like so enhancement accompanying it, might, it, it might, kind of thing but it might clash right there's i mean how many times have you watched like a shonen and there's like some random like rock riff that's uh, playing in the background uh, will i was uh the 2889 signature for the chainsaw man yeah. to be redone because the sound is real bad yeah the soundtrack well, is not impactful i do want to see if anybody's going to be you know, putting a change.org petition for this one because, yes, this is also MAPPA, but the but, if you have any complaints about the music or the soundtrack for this, like, dude, the, the music directors and the sound designers, yo, props to you guys. That was an amazing, amazing showcase. So it's also on Netflix. Yes. And the, the, the visuals still, though, like, I, I, I could still, like, see a little bit of, like, that weird graininess and uh slight like like slower frame rate uh compared to how it was really fluid with uh with wood studio but um, with wood studio with season one i remember the 2d and the 3d was super pronounced like real bad in terms of i get why you did this in 3d because of money budgetary issues and it's not that important it's just people walking but it's super noticeable. Not a big problem, but and it's also not like they, you're the only person who's you know guilty of that either. Because I will go into more depth about the two D, three D immersion later on. Um, but oh there, shit, yeah. there's not as much three D in this one. Um, it's very very vibrant, uh, and it's also incredibly depressing. Holy shit! Like in terms oh, so of, it's Vinland Saga. Yeah, I mean like same shit, but you know different person. 
two curves, by the way. And I, I'm I'm all for it. I'm really happy with how it's been handled so far. Granted, only one episode, so I can't really say much else other than does keep watching. Does it does it continue right where season one left off? There is a slight kind of like time skip, but it's a very like minor one. Uh, but you, it, it's not like you need to really like recap everything that happened the first season because generally like once you start watching this episode it's not too hard to figure out what the fuck's going on so basically same shit different day but in the best possible way it's i still think, some good shit yeah i think that's sort of like our tagline for a lot of shows well, our mean, sequels exactly um the next one bungo stray dog season four literally the same thing studio bones doing really really well uh the second highest ranking uh seasonal for winter 2023 at an 8.56 uh and interestingly enough has stayed at 8.56 uh for the last week or so so will as a boongo stray dogs aficionado where does um death apple i think it's called where does that fit in into all this oh it's like a side story i think after the second season so it's a side quest kind of thing and then there's also bungo straight out's one which is the chibi version yeah of it. but that's kind of whatever right yeah but death apple would you consider it kind of like um you don't have to watch dead apple okay you so it's like a spin-off that's it's, it's an related option, it's an optional like side story but you know like if you love bungo straight dogs then watch it uh i've only watched the main series though so seasons one through three and now currently watching season four uh art style's great uh it's still i mean it look it looks and feels the same it's literally again more of the same and if you loved bungo street dogs the first time round, the second time round, and the third time round, the fourth time won't disappoint one and of these it, days yeah. i'm gonna get you to say same shit different day in the best possible way but no i'm not gonna you know verbatim that uh is it same shit, different day, though, with Inspector Season 2. Okay, here we go. Okay, so, Inspector Season 2, uh, Netf- uh, not Netflix, sorry, Crunchyroll Original, one of the first, I think. And uh, Season 1 didn't do so good in terms of ranking and uh, in terms of score and just critical mass appeal. I read the manga. To be I, fair, though, like over four hundred thousand people as members for season one—that that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, and I think one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't like it was because it was too wordy. It's essentially—it seems to be this weird pseudo love story with spirits and problem solving and crimes, uh, and it's mainly actually a detective duo that is just involved with spirits. So. The jump from season one, which has a score of 6.91, jumped all the way to a 7.78. A 7.34. So, oh, the manga is 7.78. Yeah, the manga is 7.78, but it's based off of a novel. Not a light novel, a novel. So words is and, and talking and monologues are very much the style of Inspector. And season two, episode one, is an anime original. Which, after watching it, I now understand because it's essentially a recap kind of tied into like, oh, let's solve a very minor crime that these uh, spirits are kind of like figuring it out. But at the same time, reintroduce everyone to the story, keep catching everyone back up to current, and that's it. Very nice. Very good intro. Kind of if you forgot about Inspector, it's back. And I think it's just because the people that are remaining are the people that knew what they're getting into, which is lengthy speeches, not 
that much action, but a lot of violence as well. So expecting it to be a rebound, so like probably ascending its uh, mouse score. Reading the manga, I knew what is about to happen, and it's going to be interesting. Um, so I, I think it will only increase and not decrease. Okay. Yep. Uh, the last sequel that we're going into is Tokyo Revengers The Christmas Showdown. This is the second part after uh, part one that came out a couple of years ago. Um, I've got a couple things I need to say about this. Does it take place during Christmas? Uh, not right now. But it should culminate with that specific arc, which is The Christmas Showdown. Oh, so, oh, oh, so it is... The lead up to because the is, Christmas showdown. Because it, it takes place right after season one, which was far from Christmas. Um, and also because there's time travel in here, too. So you got to be specific with your questions. Oh, so there's Christmas on both sides. Well, depending on which timeline you're in. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yep. Um, so it's still good, but good with an asterisk because there are two major concerns they still have with Tokyo Revengers. As a whole. Does it take place in Tokyo? Well, yes, it does. Is it about revenge? Yes, but those aren't the two complaints I have. Okay. The first complaint is Leiden films. Because they still haven't made something of Tokyo Avengers that looks decent. God damn, the character designs. And look, like you can already say whatever you want about the manga and how it looks. It looks worse in the anime and uh I can't be that bad. No, it is it is really bad. Like Iden films, I don't know, man. It's 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 real love hate because I know they can do some good shit, but this this ain't it. Like it's 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 just a, a personal aesthetic complaint from my side. I know there are people that don't care as much as I do, but it's bothering me whenever you see like disproportional. Like like it, we already know, anime eyes and facial structures are not representative of how anime of how real life humans are supposed to look but there's just that'll be bad if it, that's the case i know you've seen those like renditions of people like saying like oh if humans really looked like how they were composed in anime form it's like nightmare fuel yeah so that's not what i'm trying to get here here i'm not trying to say they need to be more realistic in terms of how they look i'm just saying that like when the eyes are kind of like a little bit too far out from their heads where so you it's can like see the, the eyeball width? yeah the well, distance the, is no it's the fact that the eyeball outline like presses further beyond the actual facial structure so beyond the boundary of your head I'm not trying to make a beyond the boundary reference here by the way um it's just it, it just looks weird the other complaints i have and it's another it's a complaint that has like carried over from part one granted the first part ended on a on a on a good note but pacing because I've read up to current for the manga, and based on how the first episode has gone, and also how like some of the episodes in the middle of part one went through, I'm concerned that they're going to be taking a little too much time actually getting to some of the good shit. Why is Tokyo Revengers on Disney Plus? Because they probably got the rights for it, but are they airing it right now on their platform, or is it in jail? I don't know. It just says January 8th. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Disney Plus, I mean, Bleach... Doesn't your blood war? I mean, they also have this. Disney Plus has has a lot of anime now. They're coming in for Netflix and Crunchyroll. Um, I th- I think that's really all I want to say about Tokyo Avengers. It's not bad. It's definitely like I I will keep watching it. Is there I twist think, and turns? Is there like but the I mean, thing that I that, knew? But, that, but that's like the whole point in watching any like is time series. travel real bad? 
Or is it real good? I mean, you're asking obvious questions here. Like, that's literally the premise of this. Is delinquents being delinquents? You got to stop, man. It's getting kind of tiring now. All right. Sorry. Now, that would be, like, the last sequel we're going into. So, uh, as Jason already said, we're going to be spending a long, long time going over all the stuff that we want to go over. There's a lot of new series. And for the most part, I enjoyed most of them some of them on the other hand i just i i I just need to get a couple things off my chest um so they're they're not necessarily like ranked in order it's not like the first we talk about is the worst and the last one we talk about is the best it just so happened to be how it's written in the docket um let's start off with the ice guy and his cool female colleague so this is a uh anime adaptation of a web manga of the same name by miyuki tonagaya who did both the story and art it published digitally in English through Kamiki since April 25, uh, 2022, and by Square Enix through Manga Up! Exclamation mark, produced by Liber and Zero G. So the manga itself, uh, the manga is a, a 7.65, whereas the anime currently stands with a raw score of 7.39. And you're going to notice a, a trend uh, throughout this, because we already said there are a lot of series that are scored between 7 and 7.99. Um, now, I've watched one episode. I watched two. And um, I'm not sure how different our opinions are of this. Uh, why don't you start? How did you feel about Ice Guy and his cool female colleague? Uh, do you like Kudere's? Do you also like a snow demon that should be a Kudere, but is actually really warm inside, so kind of like a Kudere? Uh, also, do you like workplace romance? Uh, there you go. That's the premise of the show. It's I. It's, yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, it's quite comfy. I quite like yeah. the opening and the ending. Uh, the theme is really good. I think with the, with this being like one of those like workplace slice of life romance, like bordering ASK kind of shows, to say anything other than like, oh, it's good or it's fine, it's kind of like, oh, it, it's really hard to say like, oh, this is like fucking amazing it's the greatest thing ever because it's not set up to be like that it's just meant to be chill as like as alluded to in the title of the series yeah and there are some that are way better at being that in your sketch uh slice of life than others obviously uh how will and i feel about the ice guy and his cool female colleague is all right i do think it's a decent show the 7.39 score, I think, is very accurate of how I feel generally about it. Like, it's above average, but it's not outstanding. The, and the, the best way I would say, like, this show is something that, like, it's after work hours, you've had your dinner, and you just want to chill out. Like, this would be a show that you could watch to, like, and, and like, like kind of enjoy. It's yeah. not going to, like, excite you. It's not going to be, like, binge-worthy. But it's a great accompaniment in terms of like late night like anime watching. One thing I thought was quite interesting was the kind of characters because in this kind of rom com workspace romance, the characters are actually not only human but also have demons because the main male character, his name is Himuro. He's a descendant of the Yuki Ona, which is basically a snow demon. And he's not the only one that is of like a mythical creature descendant and it's just kind of this interspecies but not really hybrid kind of romance and it's just nice that's really it 
and the, the thing with this as well is that it's not like super pronounced. Like it just exists as like a normal thing within the world of Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. It's they don't like really push the hard like like demon fucking narrative. They don't really push that hard on the the romance, which I kind of like actually. That that's why it's like it's all right. It's fine. It works enough for people to you know if they want to chill out to something, this would be it. It's not gonna you know get you like jumping out of your seat and like raging over like how brilliantly put together it is. No, it, it just works well. Uh, I think the score reflects like perfectly fine for it too. It might be a little it's bit just a solid B. It's just yeah. a solid B. Yeah. Uh, at the moment it's, you know, with the 7.39, it, it may seem on the low side, but don't let that score like deter you from checking it out. It actually is like, I think worth some of your time. It can warm your heart, even though it's ice cold. So, Probably the next show that we're going to talk about is a show that I have been anticipating. And based off of the reception, not only from us, but just from everyone in general, I am very pleasantly surprised uh, that the fervor is that much. I'm talking about the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady based off of the light novel of the same name by Piero Carasu, who did the story. And Yuri Kisaragi, who did the art, has a manga adaptation of the same name. And both the light novel and manga adaptation is published in English by Yen Press. Published by Dio Media. You might have heard of them from a, from a while back. Produced by Dio Media. What did I say? Published. Fuck. God damn it. You're almost there. Anyways. Uh, it is ranking very, very high. The fourth best this season. 7.92. And the... Light novel is a seven point six four. So I've read three, like two volumes of it in the manga form, which is a seven point six eight. So it's like very, very similar to its light novel source. And as a light novel kind of fantasy romance kind of thing, I was very, very pleasantly surprised at the adaptation being very well done. I thought that it wasn't anything like throwing money at the screen, but it was very well produced. The frame rate, the animation, the character designs, everything was accurate. And I have to say, the voice cast, imagine like Lycoris or Licorice Recoil, and you essentially have this duo, and uh, also uh, one is super into the other romantically, and the other one is kind of going to be into the other. There's a lot of girl love subtext in here. Well, straight up. Have, a lot of it. I mean, have you seen the, the yeah, second episode? I watched both episodes, yeah. I mean, straight up, the main uh, blonde character's like, oh, yeah, uh, I want to marry her. I mean, that's just as obvious as it can be in terms of being a girl love. So um, in this world, uh, the main female character is reincarnated. Shocker. Yeah. She... Uh, I mean, literally the reincarnated lady, uh, princess, right? Like... Is it a reincarnation? Yeah, because yeah. it's in the fucking title, dude. The the young lady is a silver-haired genius lady, all perfect, but maybe not everything is all it appears to be. Very typical storyline. I just think that the execution, the voice cast, and just a lot of the presentation just is very accurately and smartly spent, essentially. Yeah. In terms of like a very, very general summary, the reincarnated princess... 
is born into a, a family of nobles uh, and supposed to ascend into royalty. But because the fact that she does not have magic powers in this world, magic is tied with nobility. If you don't have magic, you do not really have the right to ascend to becoming a noble. And that's generally like how the world's rules are set, though, of course, rules can be broken. And that's what her journey is. She essentially carries over the mag uh, magicology uh methods yeah, from so, her previous life and carries it into this world so there's kind of like a, a heater to boil your kettle water but uh it uses magic stones which is kind of like the essence the soul of magic users that you can get from beasts and stuff and whatnot and uh obviously the genius young lady is a lady that gets outcasted Due to a certain... Un unjustly. Unjustly. So shocker. Does it in front of not, an audience. This is not S.H.I.E.L.D. hero, by the way. This Does it in like front that. of an audience. Shockingly. Gets rather, blamed yeah. innocently. But, shockingly. But rather than going off on like a murderous rampage, she gets accepted by this reincarnated princess and said, you know what? Like, if y'all don't accept me, I guess I'll go with her instead. Reluctantly in the beginning, but then I think she slowly starts warming up to the reincarnated princess. And it's just that kind of like opposites attract um, classic story. Um, it, it works really well together. I, 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 I do agree. The voice acting is great. It, it works out so well. The comedic beats are way better done, obviously, because it's voice acted. It's much, much more impactful than reading it off of a manga page and just the the emotions that carry behind it is just really well done yeah i'm just very impressed it's it's very dependent on like good comedic timing and when you're reading it it's because of the fact you're reading it at your own pace it can be a bit sort of like jittery that's not to detract it from its manga and light novels uh scores but um it may be a reason why the anime is rated like a whole like 0 0.3 above the other two. Now, I anticipate that the score may drop just because of initial hype, but I still think... Well, I mean, you read ahead, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, based on what you've read, do you think that if they carried on this kind of pace, at least in terms of adapting the source material, like, where do you see this? Like, do you see this maybe breaching an 8? Do you think this might be somewhere in the middle? I think it will be somewhere in the, like the same or lower score i don't think it will ever reach an a plus i'll be surprised and i'll be happy it reaches an a plus because of all like the, don't worry there's a pigeon outside oh there's a pigeon outside. i was like what the fuck yeah, there's is a that? pigeon nest right above uh, uh my aircon unit oh that's quite interesting it's annoying okay um among all the girl love properties this is probably the one that is the most accessible in terms of isekai fantasy, it's not and fantasy. It's actually very little isekai. It's like only a snippet, and not but, and not so hard on the fantasy either. Where it's like you have to understand like how like certain the magic system yeah. works. It's just like hey, magic is something. She can't use magic, so she uses a substitute, and she's just really good at it. And then other girl is incredible at magic, but people for some reason just decide to not trust her anymore, and so therefore the two come together and make the perfect pair. Also because she is perfect in every way, except she is not perfect in every way. Yeah. This yep. is one of, it's typical. Someone with zero magic ability and someone who has like way high above average, like probably the best in terms of magical ability, come together. It's the perfect duo. I just think that one of the final lines of the second season between the two fathers of the two daughters, kind of on the balcony, is just like, if you could just have 
less of a foreshadowing capability. Please just don't be so on the nose about where the premise is heading. We all know that, but just come on, guys. Like, are you talking about like the last part of episode two? Yeah, where they're yeah. on the where they're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? And I'm just like, yeah, okay. I mean, look, dude, they're like literally in the middle of the episode. Like the 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 reincarnated princess Asphilia, uh, she she just straight up like drops the bomb in terms of like what she's trying to do. Oh yeah, I totally get that, and I think it was a very nice implementation of like a weird uh loophole nonetheless uh, i think it is a very good manga that i read didn't read the light novel and a very very well done anime where the premise is all right the execution is extremely well done that's it i like it i like it a lot like as far as like okay as much as i was ranting about like why there were so many isekais like in the previous like year of anime well we'll get into a lot of isekais i'm okay with this one this one it, it gets a pass. I, I quite like watching this one. So speaking of isekais, is this an isekai? It sounds like an isekai. Bruh, reborn to master the blade. It's not an isekai. I think it's just a reincarnation. From hero to king to extraordinary squire. So it is based off of the light novel of the same name, Bahayaken, who did the story, and Nagu, who did the art. There is a manga adaptation based off of the same name. And both the light novel and manga adaptation is published in English by J Novel Club, produced by Studio Comet. Yeah. Now, both the light novel and the manga scores on my anime list aren't great. Um, we're talking 6.88 and 6.68 respectively. But the anime is currently holding a raw score of 7.56, which is almost a whole point higher than both sources. So I didn't watch this show, but Will did. Funny and, enough, right? So it's like they heard, oh, like you thought there were too many isekais? Okay, fine, fine. We'll throw down all, not just a lot of isekais, but we'll also throw in some more reincarnation series too. Hey, it's the genre-defining anime of the decade. To be fair, I actually quite like this one. So general kind of summary, uh, it is about a, um, well, there is a hero king uh, that's on his deathbed and you know he's basically done the best he can to be able to serve and protect his empire um but you know all of a sudden he gets you know greeted by this ethereal like spirit uh and it's given a second chance uh to you know basically re- be reborn uh to protect you know another kingdom okay uh, so is it the same world it is so it's kind of like that's why it's a reincarnation uh, that's why it's not nisekai it, that's why it's reborn no it's kind Reincarnation, yeah, know, no, no. yeah, you know what I mean. That, I know that's, what you mean. That's it's words, not transport, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not transport. I understand. We made that distinction in episode twenty-five. So it is time still continues. He's just born as like a baby. Yep. Uh, so he's now born into a not as like major, definitely like a smaller family, but like still of nobility. Uh, but this is where like the the genre tags and the theme tags come in. Uh, it's also a magical sex shift. Uh, he is born as a young daughter instead. But she wants to Shocker. do night stuff. And that's basically the, the premise. It, uh, it turns out that she is a lot better at everyone else in mastering the art of the blade. Because she, she slash he was well, a she king. Now, yeah. Well, well, well and, she and, now. And, and, but... he, and, and she had gone through like so much like battleground experience from her previous life. And uh, it shows. But so, now there yeah. is a gender uh, discriminatory factor as exactly. well as, a, I guess, a young factor versus like a, a more 
veteran, at least grizzled by age, but not through reincarnation, basically, is how it is, right? So she knows everything. It's hard for people to listen or acknowledge her. Oh, she can also shoot lasers. Apparently, she managed to also gain, like, magic powers. Okay, okay. Well, extremely important question. How does she shoot the lasers? Is it, like, pew, 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 pew? Out of her mouth. <laughs> and she did that when she was, like, six months old. I, I, are you sure this is not asobi asobase? It's that level of ridiculousness. So it's comedic. But, but not that level of comedy. So it's 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 not quite asobi asobase. But, like, some of the stuff you see is just, like, I, I don't quite understand what's going on, but I'm here for it. Um, so what's so good about but, it? But you're also right about the gender discrimination part, too, because it's very clear that, you know, all the all, all the kings and, you know, all of their disciples and all the people that are, like, in the barracks. All the squires. All boys, all men. Uh, but then, of course, she comes in and then, you know, just, just wipes the slate, just destroys everyone. No, but she needs to, you know, have a child. She needs to raise a family. She needs to. She is the child. She then becomes the protector of the family, but it's not like you know completely like set in stone yet because so, in the end, it's still because she's a woman, she's a girl, and therefore it's you know that kind of you know like going against like gender normative roles, and therefore people just like kind of just look down on her, and so then you know she's I th- I, I haven't like read I haven't watched that much further on, but they how start, many episodes? It, uh, just the one. But okay. at the, but then like you know it's very clear because I'll spoil the first episode anyway because it's not like damn. Yeah. Uh, they start introducing a few more female characters. Okay, so you can imagine there that now it's like well if I you know am going to be like disregarded so, as you know worthy of the blade because I'm a woman. So I'm Joan of Arc. I'm going to then raise an army of women to also destroy shit along with me. So I'm Joan of Arc. Way better than that. Way better than Joan of Arc. Has Joan of Arc ever shot a laser out of her mouth? Does she have Excalibur? Is she Saber? No, but she can destroy you with a wooden sword. And I haven't seen Joan of Arc do that. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Joan, <laughs> no, no comparisons with Joan of it's, Mega it's Man. Just, it, sure, it, it's just for fun, shits and giggles. But I, I quite like this. Funny enough, it's actually like so far. So what's so good about it? It, it's, it's, it's just that it works. It's just done. It's just done well, right? Some of the comedy is great. The facial expressions are done well. The animation is actually quite nice as well. Is there a shoujo element? Uh, no. I mean, we're not that far into like. Like I mean, it's one into, episode into, into any sort of like intimate relationships or just like character developments beyond themselves. So um, you said it's not that comedic. Is it like edgy? No, no, what I mean, because because you, well, you're comparing it to Asobi Asabase. Okay, I mean that's absurdist humor. So, so that's what I mean. There's that's a, fair. That's fair. That's fair. It works. I, I I quite like it so far. So of the you know you know the the, the two reincarnation slash isekai series that we've literally just gone over. I actually vouch for both. I think you would quite like it as well. You might not like it as much as I do, but I think you would still have a good time watching it. Do you think I'll give it a seven? Like a solid seven? No. I I honestly think you would probably give it an eight. I think you would give it an eight. Okay. All right. I'll check it out. But speaking of female representation, what happens when you grab a manga that is very rather old-ish? Uh, and you added, what's up, Will? Okay, anyways. Why'd you stop? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. I don't know, Will's, oh, you're turning on the air con. Oh, that's what we needed, okay. 
Tomo-chan is a girl is the next show that we are going to talk about. It is based off the manga of the same name by Fumita Yanagida, who did the story and the art. Whoa, it was like all these letters bunched together. Published in English as Tomo-chan is a girl by Seven Seas Entertainment. Completed with eight volumes, 56 chapters. And I read all of them a while ago. I gave it an 8 out of 10. The manga source is a 7.92. The anime is a 7.53 and is produced by Studio Ledus. The story is very simple. Tomo-chan is a tomboy. His father owns a dojo. Her Tom- father owns a... Fuck, what did I say? His. God damn it. Also- dude, Tomo-chan's a girl. It's a tomboy. You're absolutely right. Because Tomo-chan also likes his dude bro childhood... Her dude bro childhood friend... Junichiro, but Tomo-chan is not seen as a love interest by his bro-friend. By he, her bro-friend. Fuck, why did I keep doing that? Because you said tomboy, and now you've got that stuck in your head. Tomo-chan is a girl. It's, literally it's, it's in, in the, the name. name of the title. <laughs> fuck me, God. <laughs> but you, you are literally now acting like Junichiro, because that's the whole thing. Literally, I, this I, is... I, uh, I planned yeah, this. Yeah. I you, did this on purpose. S- dude, smooth brain, meta, fucking like... Meta. 360 no-scope, dude. But, yeah, so Junichiro treats his friend, Tomo, as just literally like one of the guys. And it's also because of the fact that, you know, acting as a tomboy, Tomo-chan usually kind of shows off more, I guess, like, quote-unquote, masculine, yeah. like... like elements of her of her character i mean she's incredibly athletic and strong she's got a really big build she kicks anyone's ass uh in martial arts and generally like most people are afraid of her that's that that's it but at the same time like that's just the exterior on the inside tomo-chan has always kind of harbored this love for jinichiro and it's literally the when will he notice me yep so there is a total of six main characters in this show, and I knew this because not only of the promotion material, but also because I finished the manga. The MVP and the second, I guess, runner-up has yet to show... The second runner-up has yet to show her face, but the MVP of this show is not Tomo-chan. It's her best friend, Gundo, which is just... What, the coup? It's so good. She is such a good, just... I will use my purple sharp hair tongue. As well. No, it's like dark it's purple dark. hair. Is it dark purple? It's there's a hint of purple in there. Oh shit, you're right. It's like uh, black, dark purple. Right. right? Fuck, I wonder why me. you I wonder why you like her. They, but they, they, I, they, I do like her a lot too. Her the, her the, deadpanness, the, her silver tongue. The deadpan comedy in this works out well. That being said though, I I'm okay with the show. I'm not gonna just straight up say it's mid. But it hasn't, like, you know, stoked the cockles of my heart. I have to be honest. It gets way better when you get to the latter half of the the manga. Just because you have build-up and the shtick of the, you know, the trope of being interpreted as just being dude-bro friends rather than being a love interest gets worn down over time and that's when it starts picking back up in terms of character development. Yeah, I mean, literally, I only just watched the first episode, so of course, it's like, that's why I'm saying my first impressions are, but since you've I don't think read the whole yeah. thing, it, it it does get better, but... Way better. It's the same way where it's like, you know, like, if you just watched the first episode of Tonari, like, like uh, My Little Monster, you would say the same thing. It's like, 
there's not a whole lot going on, but you have to read and watch the whole damn thing to really get yourself into it. The and thing I, is that I don't think it will get to the point where it becomes really good. It, it's like the first half is seven, and then the second half is a nine, so then you average it out to an eight. But you won't get to the second half because out of eight volumes, the most you can cover would probably be like four. Now we're going to get into something that's a little bit, I wouldn't say controversial, but a bit more divisive in terms of like our opinion of this uh, series. Uh, where We have to talk about Oni My I'm Now Your Sister, which is based on the same name uh, for the manga by Nekotufu, uh, who did both the story and the art. Kodansha is publishing in English, and the anime is produced by a studio, Bind. Uh, before we even go into, or maybe we would just not even talk about the mouse score, um, Plot synopsis. A Kikomori male gets gender swapped by his younger sister into a lolly. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. Some of these plot synopsis, I just wrote like two, three sentences because I just thought it would be better than to read off of like the generic copy paste. And that is a very good plot synopsis done by Fluffy Senpai Jason. No, no, but it's real. Like that's that's exactly what happened. That's that's why I said it is a good plot synopsis because there's nothing else to go by from what the fuck this series is about. So it's it's fucking like it's uh, it, it, it's a hard watch. So I I read the first volume of the manga, and to be honest, when I heard the premise, I was expecting this is what I was expecting. Okay, I was expecting it to be obviously a gender swap, but it was one of those things where it's like, oh, it ain't that easy or that straightforward when you gender swap and do certain things like go to the bathroom or just buy bras, for example. I have not done it myself in real life. I don't think I'll ever need to. But it's one of those things where it's kind of like reading by proxy. You understand maybe the trials and tribulations and difficulties that others will feel. Okay? I read the manga, and I thought it wasn't great. I watched the first episode. I stopped within the first five minutes. Then I rewatched it. and You mean you stopped when she got into the shower? Yeah, but yeah. I mean that. I mean, then then I rewatched the whole thing, and I was like, okay, but uh, it's, it was okay. just okay. Just yeah, exactly, it's not bad. It's but just it's, not. But it doesn't work for us. It's not like our cup of tea because there's a lot of like real like. Okay, first of all, a lot of sus shit. He is gender swapped into a middle schooler. So, to my knowledge, he is before the gender swap is the uh, older brother, right? Yeah, but it's like. Maybe high school, maybe university. I think they were like maybe he's like a year or two older. But it's like the 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 general premise is that like his younger sister is a genius, is a wonderful at sports, a scientist. And, and despite being the older child, he's always looked down on because he just does not that do anything that amounts to any of her success. And also, he's kind of a pervert. Well, kind of. Yeah, dude. No, it's it's it is like. 42069 pervert. This guy, like, straight up is just Naruto run kind of. I just, I just don't like it. I really don't like. But that being said, it 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 could work for some, but not for us. I just think that there is so much more you can do with that premise. To be honest, like, if you were to take it in a more, it doesn't have to be super serious, but like in a half lighthearted, half serious tone. I thought. Like, the exploration of, like, the opposite gender, right? Rather than just straight up saying, like, oh, look at all the things I can do as a female now. And then literally doing the things that are, like, so stereotypical that 
that's why I kind of turned us off from watching it. Right. Like, this is not sort of about the extraordinary squire isekai that Will mentioned earlier about rising through the trials and tribulations of being a woman, a woman yeah. and discriminatory. This is a bit more like the day-to-day life. Like, how different is it to take a shower as a dude versus how to take a shower as a female? Uh, obviously, they go into that a little bit. And I thought that that would be kind of like the premise, like this compare and contrasting and then appreciate the other side, the other gender the, on the spectrum, you know, whatnot, right? And it is just not that. That's it. And I don't like it that much. It could be what you like. I have nothing that faults you against it. I just thought it is wasted premise. It's not like a hard disapproval, but neither of us are going to be finishing this. I'm not sad. I'm just disappointed. Well, no, that that's actually, like, that's really bad. I think this is just straight up, like, we... This is the middle child. Like, we just don't pay that much attention to them. I don't know. I just, I just thought that there could have been a lot more directions that they could have gone, and they just don't go anywhere with and, it. And look, maybe, that's just, maybe that was their point. They just wanted to keep this as slapstick and base value as possible. But like at that point for us, like we, we, we want more. Therefore, that this is not where we're going to be entertained by. So like, if it works for you, it works for you. We're not going to straight up say, don't watch it. Watch it and see if this is something that works for you. It's like in that mid-range of you should check it out, but we won't fault you for just straight up skipping this. Maybe the later episodes will be better. I don't well, know. We're not going to figure. We're not going to find out. I'm not going to find if, out. If you do enjoy it, though, of course, if you finish this and enjoy it, let us know. Yeah, let us Ma- know. Maybe we'll be convinced. And if you make a good argument, we will be convinced. Period. Now, uh, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale. Have you watched this one? Yeah, I have first episode yep so based on the light novel the same name by aki did the art uh midi mikawa who did the story there is a uh manga adaptation for it so both adaptations light novel and manga are published in english by yen press the series is produced by good old jc staff oh jc staff of one punch man season two fame the greatest in terms of no not the greatest at all in terms of action um scientific Railgun. Gun. Yeah, you say that I all use the that. time. It's yeah, the but... only crutch you have. No, because that's the only one that they've got. Yeah. So it goes without saying, action's not necessarily their shtick. But shoujo, love, romance, drama, and occasionally comedy. That used to, it usually is like if you're attaching that to JC staff, you could expect decent to very good expectations. So imagine in a world where fairies, like these little pixie fairies like Tinkerbell, and humans live in the same world, except fairies are discriminated against because they're small. Straight up. But uh, the young female character is this wide-eyed, maybe naive female who wants to bake confectionery. There is a competition that she wants to win. For what reason? It's kind of related to her mom's occupation. And she also wants to prove herself. She has to travel kind of like Spice and Wolf travel. And because it's dangerous to travel alone, she basically enlists a warrior fairy. She hires slaves yeah. is yeah. essentially the word. Yeah. But 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 the whole point is that the confectionery that she is specializes in is all about relating to fairies and how they want she wants like this ideal world where everyone can just get along. But she's always got that real like that 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 sort of like right like righteous like virtuous dilemma it's like i could totally set these fairies free but then who's going to protect me along my journey whereas 
the ones that like I quote unquote enslave are also going to be the ones that protect me. So it's it's a very like very very like standard kind of like moral dilemma that you see in a lot of like fantasy based series. Oh yeah, um, and uh, the warrior fairies are very suave, very pretty hot, boy, hot dude, straight hot up dude. hot dude, like black hair called called crow, which is just like God. Can you be any more like, like on, on the, the point, nose yeah. about it? So. I, I kind of like this, and the reason why I kind of like this is because I also kind of liked another shoujo series, a very well-renowned one, Yona of the Dawn, which kind of has a similar premise. You know, young girl goes through, like, a personal tragedy of serious magnitude and has to traverse through life, but still holds on to that young naivete where she, like, wants things to be perfect and, like, everything lives in harmony, but at the same time, it just it's juxtaposed with the harsh realities that life fucking sucks. So... One of the things that I really like about this show is that despite it being produced by JC Staff, which already doesn't have a very good pedigree because they kind of put a lot of money in certain shows and a lot of less Ooh, money in other shows. That's harsh, man. JC Staff is fine. It's just that the stuff you like, they do really, really bad with. And but they, they do minus have, like a couple. They have a they have a good track record, but it is blemished by some some duds. Some of their duds are the are big hitters, yeah. though. But to be that, fair, that's why it's like I, I, I understand your like your disdain for not disdain. You, I, I see your gripes with it. Uh, I, I, I put my expectations in line with JC Staff. Again, it's not that I hate JC Staff. It's just that I am unsure when someone gets tagged, made by JC Staff, produced by JC Staff. I don't know if I'm getting Railgun or I don't know if I'm getting. One Punch Man season two. Yeah, like whenever you see JC staff, it's like if it does well, it's like oh, finally, good. They didn't fuck it up, or ah, oh, fuck, they fucked it up. I have to say though, the visuals for this show, the animation is, I'm impressed. It's I good. Think, I think it's just very good, very solid. The color palette used to the fairies and the very vibrant, almost apple colors that's associated with the female character is very nice. I also think that the female main character is just kind of funny and and just very real. Yeah. Like, oh, I need to enlist help because I can't be on my own. I don't want to, this fairy to hate me, but I also need the warrior fairy, you know, just as you said, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's just basically like looking through the lens of like the perfect world. Which yeah. does not exist. And she leaves her hometown in the very beginning of episode one. And essentially she didn't need to, but she chose to. And there was an out for her in many ways. But she was like, I'm not going to take that because that is not who I want to be. Yeah. It's that youthful determination, but also living up to what she perceives as the expectations of her mother. So I really think that this show is promising for sure. But whether or not it yeah. becomes promising is another thing entirely. So in terms of like the overall like viewer experience, you will love the visuals. The music blends in very quite nicely, well. Quite very nicely. Well. Um, the plot, it's again, it, it super it, it, simple. It, it just depends if it vibes with you. If you want to see like a shojo, like. I'm not sure if there's much of a harem going on in there or like where she just collects like a band of merry men because that's kind of what happens in Yona of the Dawn, but it, there's no romance subtext in there. Um, but like, if, I mean, if, if that kind of thing works for you, then great. 
Clearly, I, I, the I'll, warrior fairy and her are gonna bone, though. Oh, I don't know about that. No, maybe, maybe like towards the end. I don't no. even know. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I will continue watching this with like uh, optimism, and hopefully, it will, you know, be one that I think will be very good, and I think is a is a is a decent recommend. Yeah, steady expectations. Like, don't expect to be like like just to blow your mind, but it would be like a very enjoyable like late night watch again. Um, so comes probably one of the shows that I have. Personal conflicts history of, conflicts about. I'm going to talk about Spy Classroom, also known as Spy Room, based on the light novel of the same name by Tomari, who did the art, and Takemachi, who did the story. Apparently, here's the part that bewilders me: is that the light novel placed second in the Kono light novel Gasugoi ranking in 2021 in the light novel category. The manga adaptation, there is one. Both the light novel and the manga is pro- is published in English by Yen Press, produced by Studio Feel. Now, the light novel source is pretty high, 7.75 in terms of its raw score. The manga, on the other hand, is a 6.86, uh, and not that much different, 6.87 currently for the um, anime adaptation. Now, this is produced by Studio Feel based on how it looks. It's, it's eh. Here, uh, here's my plot synopsis. I'm going to just quote from the first couple of lines from episode one. The first couple of lines. Ready? Verbatim. The world is awash in pain. The Great War was the biggest war in human history. So huge. And it left the world's nations with deep scars. Its conclusion brought about a radical change in world affairs. Okay. It is about a group of young girls, Spy girls and a very dumb, but actually, in terms of dumb being a teacher, but is actually very proficient spy. And they essentially have to execute this Cold War Mission Impossible plan within a certain period of time, while also training all these young spy cadets who are also females and also all rejects. Because they're all washed out. Now, maybe this is just me being unfairly critical, but you know when they were doing that first like lesson, when yeah. they were picking locks. Yeah, I I I stopped after that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is one of the shows where like it's not as bad as the stuff we talked about before the break, where I just straight up said it was boring. I I just it just didn't spark any joy. For me watching this it's not a marie kondo kind no. of show no it just it, it just didn't work for me and maybe it's just me being unfair and not watching more than just like the first like 15 minutes of it but by that time when you know if, if it was already a drop for me and there was really not much else i can say so i feel like my opinion is not indicative of how this show will work for you but if you are in the the group that feels that this is a show that you just did not enjoy, then I feel for you. I I don't know. Like you said, you've got like personal conflicts with this show or I, or the, the series as a whole. I think the premise of collecting a myriad group of rejects and within a short span of time making them proficient in doing this job that is almost borderline Suicide Squad equivalent, and also teaching. Like, this teacher is kind of like this 
emotionless genius that just somehow is able to execute on this shit but cannot teach girls is kind of like this weird mishmash of deficient people trying to achieve something great and i just think that the show is mid it's it's not good i i i i can't watch it and the pacing is not great should but, i move on from this then or do you have any final thoughts before you want to move on i hope i am wrong but i don't think i will be at the moment with its current score granted it's only just the beginning but it doesn't really stoke confidence right Oh yeah. All right. Now we not now, you know, complete 180 and we're going to talk about some stuff that D- did you just chuckle yeah. because you read the plot synopsis that I wrote? I fucking love it. Okay. okay. We're talking about Buddy Daddies again, another banger of an original by PA Works. Guess how we feel about it based off of Will's comment it's just so now. It's so fucking good. It, now, it, there is no anime source cuz it's an anime original by PA Works. Did you know that they're called Progressive artists work is that what pa stands for i did not know that i never even bothered to check in the title sequence underneath pa works on like the little side corner says progressive artist or art or something like that yeah okay i okay so first off uh the raw score doesn't matter here because we're still going to vouch for it anyway uh Um, 7.69 but yes we're still going to vouch for it so um very aptly (laughs) written by jason uh it is the childhood story of uh ochako uraraka or zero gravity girl from my hero academia Uh, no it's not actually her but there is a very uncanny resemblance between the two um so the focus of this story is two young men uh, working as hitmen, though one is more like a con artist, kind of like like gang aficionado, and the other one is an actual hitman, like a stone fucking cold killer. Like a sw- like one is a swindler, and the other one is a cold hard killer. Introvert and extrovert pairing. Yeah. So, hey, what happens when you mix a child into this, this into this kind of like mixture? You get shenanigans, straight up shenanigans. Now, when I was like looking through the mal discussion boards, there were a, a a considerable amount of people saying this is Spike's family but better. Um, now, mm. I'm not going to go that far. I appreciate that line of thinking, but that's don't put the two together. Uh, they're 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 very different. Yes, it is two you know pseudo parents looking over a pseudo child of the family, but. There's there's no there's no comparison. You can't compare the young girl from uh, Buddy Daddies to Anya Forger. There's absolutely no comparison whatsoever. But she is very cute, very adorable. Um, so, and, and, and like so, like we're not shitting on it. And like um, for people like that compare it to Spike's family, rather I can see why they're making that connection because it's just you know two partners of crime like being put in a situation where they have to raise a child. Uh, because they just ran into a situation that is wacky and full of shenanigans. I mean, it just so happens that the very first opening scene is the two guys executing this plan, and then right at the last minute, almost picture movie stereotypical perfect, a call comes, and it's like, yo, your daughter got sick. And they're like, fuck. And then they have to, like, figure shit out. Meanwhile, this criminal thing is like, 
what, what are you guys what are you guys doing? Shut the fuck up. I told you. And then they like shoot him. Yeah. And then like bicker like couples. Except I don't think they're into each other whatsoever. No. They just the, live yeah. together as roommates. There's a lot of people that are saying there's like, you know, some like yaoi, yaoi undertones. But I don't I don't think it's there no, whatsoever. It's not there. You're, you're reaching if you think that way. But it is like two babysitters with a child that is just always there that is super cutesy. But I have I really liked the execution of this show. The, the first, the first ten minutes were fantastic. The tone and everything was is just really nice. Uh, as an original work, I think it's okay. The premise, but I think the execution, the storyline, and everything is just very nice. It's, uh, it's just continuing a, a, a trend of good original works that are coming from PA Works. Yeah, and I, mean, I with, with like your boy Kong Ming, a no, no, that, uh, uh, your boy Kong Ming is a manga. No, I, oh, it was okay, but still. In terms Still, of like stuff that came out, Aquatope from PA on Works. the White Sand. I think what was the the mon- uh, the animation one? Oh, that one. Shit. Uh, what is it like? Uh, Second Chance something. I forgot what it was called. No, it has like a movie. I shit. I can't remember. Shirobako. I... Yeah, Shirobako. Aquatope on the White Sand. Aquatope. Aquatope. But they 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 get a Sakura very trick. a very very consistent track record. It also looks really nice too. It's rock I, I, solid. I liked it a lot. I, I think it's not much else that needs to be said. If you just like, you know, like action comedy hijinks, this is it. It's a very stereotypical Hollywood kind of premise. The buddy comedy, yeah. Buddy comedy, but it's done very well. I'm not expecting it to be a 9 out of 10, but it's going to be a rock-solid, fun time, 8 out of 10, yeah, no I'll, questions I'll asked. I'll be very surprised if it doesn't like at least rank as a 8 out of 10 for me by the end of the season. I just find it really weird how the kid was able to find the 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 two guys yeah that that was to be fair that part i did feel was a bit forced but like in most like buddy comedies like fine i'll deal with know? it because that's like a that's just a plot hole fine i'll fill it with with love from needy yeah. and if you're gonna like pick that apart and really dissect it then yeah you're looking too far down the wrong hole here like this is like, that's not what the, the point of focus is so just enjoy it for what it is. Um, so we go from a series that looks really good to a show that actually made me feel really, really fucking good. Oh, going, shit. Yeah, we're going into Handyman Saito in another world. Funny enough, another fucking isekai that I thought I would fucking hate, but I actually really, really, really like. So it's based on the four-coma con- uh, manga, so four-panel comma, uh, four-panel manga of the same name by Katsutomo Ichitomo, uh, who did both the story and the art. The manga source is not rated very high, 6.75, but the anime score is like a full 0.5 higher. And to our knowledge, there is no English release for it. Yeah, so it's it's only like it's syndicated and published in Japanese. So that may be the reason why that we don't really see much like fanfare for the manga. But we have an anime, and, and will I? I really like I really like Saito, and it's I think like maybe it's just how the manga like paced the comedy itself. Because again, comedy is like it, it's. It, 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 it's definitely something you need to master in terms of like its timing, especially when it comes to like its written and drawn form. And I feel like it could be a little bit easier to execute in terms of an animated form, which might explain why it's you know ranked so much higher uh, in anime form compared to the manga. Have you have you watched it? 
No, I have not. Okay. I chose to watch uh, Farming Life in Another World instead. Which like, I literally. also watched too. Um, but uh, I got I got good things to say for both of them. So, so is it sentimental? It's not so much that it's sentimental, but like the general premise is wholesome? that it's very wholesome. Okay. So Saito basically worked as a handyman in his previous life. Um, so anything from garbage collecting to like electronic maintenance to like uh, lock picking. How did he die? Uh, illness. Oh shit! I think if if I remember, because dude, there were so many Isekai's reincarnations this season. I forgot. He, I think, like the opening scene is of him on the deathbed. No, that's farming life in another world. There you go. And I don't remember how he died in this one. But the general thing here is that it's a lot of like flashbacks to his previous life. Uh huh. Um, oh, like this is how I repaired this, and then now back in reality or exactly. his new reality. Right. So like, there's a part where like literally is like the first ten seconds of him picking the lock of a door. Uh, to enter like a dungeon and it then is juxtaposed by his previous life where he was picking the lock of a door to open up like someone who locked themselves out also a dungeon apparently yeah but in the real in, in the previous life where the person was like oh thank you for opening this door okay that'll be x amount of yen what the fuck you only did like 30 seconds of work why do I have to pay so much it's like yeah, but this was the agreed upon rate that you signed for. It's like no, 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 no. I don't agree. Like you, I expected this much work. You gotta give me a discount. And it, it then flashes, it flashes forward to his current life where he opens and he is met with treasures and love and adoration from his teammates. So basically, it is it's workers' so comp. It's, it's so, workers' comp. It's so feel good because it just makes you like look back and it's like. If you ever felt unappreciated, you ever felt that like you've been wronged or just people just look down at you for all the small things that you did do right or did do wrong, there's always someone out there that will look at you and praise you and give you the right just rewards. Maybe I should watch it because the last line of the plot synopsis is he starts to really understand what it means to be needed. And that's just like a nice line to kind of end your plot synopsis. And if that's just the overall motif and theme of the show... I can kind of get behind that. Yeah, no, I, I I fully fully enjoyed watching this. And again, seven point two seven is not like an amazing score, far from it. But I again, that's why I don't want to focus too much on the score. I feel that it's um, it it's just it's just really 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 fun. Okay. Yeah, and like you you're asking as well. It's like, you know, does he does he feel useful? Does he feel handy? And I line, did not say any of that. You actually did in the text. You actually did. Oh, okay. As a, yeah. as, I don't know WhatsApp, yeah. not on the docket, but as, I was trolling you. But all I'll say, all I'll say, all I'll say is he feels fulfilled. Whoa. Dude, get all philosophical on me. It's, it's a very, very feel-good show. I really, well, really like it. Well, you must have played Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley, right? Dude, Stardew Valley is like, oh my god! So I it's wasted, a very I wasted easy. so much time growing turnips. Wait, wait, did you say wasted? You mean because I kept on fucking up the weather patterns, man? I drowned all my turnips. Well, this farmer, which is about his farming life in another world, is based on the light novel of the same name by Yasumo, who did the art, and Konosuke Nato, who did the story the light novel does not have an english adaptation i think but there is a manga adaptation published in english by one piece books who also published rising of the shield hero the manga produced by zero g 7.29 for the anime 
and I guess it has the rating of the devil for the manga adaptation, 6.66. All you need to know is, do you like farming? Like Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon? Do you also like the fact that in the opening credits, there is like this montage of the whole cast of characters? I counted, there was 18 characters. If you exclude the main character, that's 17. If you exclude the butler, who is the male butler in like the corner, that is 16. They're all females. Oh yeah, did we mention this is a harem? Oh yeah, it's a harem. I forgot to tell you that. So there it is. Now imagine, like, of course, like with with any. I can't believe again. It's another fucking isekai. God okay, damn. so in the anime, they use the word magical hoe, and it is uttered in a literal and serious sense. And I have never heard of it used as its literal sense. So fine. Yeah, this guy can basically morph his like summon any sort of farming tool or or apparatus and use it at like its highest potential where he doesn't even get fatigued he can just cut through anything or dig through anything whatsoever you can really use a magical hoe bro this guy that is actually an amazing hoe by the way it is it, it it is like he just turns the soil over like and it's like all freshly what do you, what do you call it when you i don't know Hold the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fucking... In our very unserious way of talking about a serious magical. Sorry, hoe. sorry. Oh my yeah. god, look at that. I'll spike. fix that. Don't okay. worry. Shit. Okay. Um, but it's, okay. it, it, but like it's it's a, again another one of those wholesome premises, right? Like when you watch like any isekai, for the most part, it's like you're given a second chance at life and you've got all your experiences from your previous life. What else do you want? Oh, I want like great like great strength i want to be the best sorcerer in the world this motherfucker just said i just want to be healthy and like run a farm it's just funny how the very beginning when he passes away yeah the god yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. uh i done goofed you shouldn't have died that badly and treated like shit so it was all happening to you when it should have been i guess spread out or calculated elsewhere my bad so um i'm gonna reincarnate you you are going to be, like, full of health and vitality. What do you want to do? And you he's like, be, you can be anything you want. Like, we, we, got, we done fucked up. Like, here's your, we'll, 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 we'll pay you back. Like, you can be, like, the greatest warrior. You can be an archer. You can be a magician. Um, I uh, just want to farm because that's all the TV shows that I watched in my, excuse me? No, no, no. We, you, you, you want, you want to farm? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I saw all these TV shows while, you know, I was having IV in me and I'm oh. dying out of illness. And those were only TV shows that I watched. And I kind of just want to do it. Oh, um, shit. This is not under my area of expertise. So, so I will call up. I the know god a guy. Of, yeah. I know a guy. I will call up the god of agriculture. Okay. He's okay with it. <laughs> the god of the harvest. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. And then he just proceeds to spend the, the next like section of the episode literally constructing his farm i'll tell you this i quite like the show mainly because of one reason because they show you the schematics of the farm and how he builds it up at least over the first episode so if that continues i just like seeing just like the harvest moon or stardew valley it's super dry. But it's just nice seeing like this it, it, growth it's, and it's, development it, it, literally. It's, it's like Le- Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. 
right? You don't want to know about like the financials of a fucking kingdom, but I do, right? Like I don't care about how of you, you don't care about how like a farm is like organized and like how you're supposed to analyze rain patterns and know how to like dig for water, but I do, you know, like Jason does. Like it it, it fucking works. It's it's good. And I also love the fact that like it, it it's literally one of the drummer tags or the theme tags is harem but they're not called like lovers they're called oh there's a new villager in town <laughs> they just keep it so wholesome even though you join know damn well what's going join on join the family will <laughs> the uh, family we keep growing and harvesting but we don't harvest just crops will Okay. We don't just, you know, so just regular agricultural seed. Oh, for f- mm. anyways. Pro- okay. <laughs> the first show that Will and I are probably going to go at each other is this next show called Trigun Stampede. Wait, what do you mean go at each other? Do you think we have differing opinions on it? Based off of the manga Trigun by Yasuhiro Naito, who did the story and the art, originally published in English by Dark Horse Comics. This is a reimagining of the anime series Trigun by Studio Madhouse in spring 2008, one of the first mature animes that I watched ever. It is produced, this remake is produced by one of my favorite studios who does 3D, Studio Orange, well-known for Land Illustrious and Stars. A score of 7.39. Which is a far cry from its original score from the original edition of 8.21 back in 1998. Um, I want to hear your thoughts first because you were like thinking that we're going to go at each other. And I'm not too sure if we will. But I'm keen to hear your initial impression of Studio, of Studio Orange's rendition of Trigun Dash Stampede. Or colon stampy, or whatever it is. Okay, before I even go into that, did you like Trigun, the original? It was all right. It was okay. It was overshadowed by uh, Cowboy Bebop. That when I watched it like back to back, so it was kind of tough to go against Cowboy Bebop. I forgot which one I watched first. I think Trigun I watched first because it was one of the shows that I retroactively went back. I was like, eh, it's not that great. I thought it was yeah, I thought it was just okay. Like you could see like the comedic beats, the action sequences are good, but like if you're if you're always gonna compare it to Bebop, then of course Trigon loses out. But that's not to say that people wouldn't enjoy I mean like it was a it was a, a classic of the West as well, right? Like people it's, in it's the like US kinda loved it. Yeah. It, it it's it is good. I mean, otherwise we wouldn't be talking about it. It was one of those things where I it's known to me as the English dub. And the VA, Johnny Yong Bosch, is reprising his role as Vash for this Studio Orange remake. And he was the original voice in the old anime by Studio Madhouse. Yep. So that's really cool, honestly. So what about Stampede, then? It's like Mad Max Fallout. Everyone needs water. Okay, I get it. Desert, wanted criminal, but it's not really... It's not that far off from the like, the original like edition. I mean, the old geezer is Robert De, De Niro. Roberto, Roberto De, Niro. De Niro. Instead of, um, oh, what was her name The again? tall girl. Millie, Millie. And then Meryl Streep. I'm sorry. Me- I forgot. It's, it's a riff off of Meryl Streep's name. 
but she is instead of the insurance salesman is now a young news reporter. Okay, which actually in the original like anime they actually do become reporters at the end. Yeah. Let me start with the good. The 3D is pretty good. It's not great, but it is better than I thought. And being 3D, the action scenes are very dynamic in terms of like the angle, the shots. And it looks real nice. I thought a lot of it was not great. I think the music is really loud. It is not very... Actually, the I thought the opening and the ending was nice, very nice. And I thought there was a lot to like about it, but there was a lot that I don't like about it and more negative than the positive. I really don't know sort of what else to say. I'm just trying to like construct my thoughts. And all I had to say at the back of my mind, which is really biased because it's... I was like, just make Lana Lustrous season two. <laughs> Now, are you are you are you basing like your your thoughts of Stampede from your experience of watching Trigon, or is this like a clean slate? You're just watching it well, as is. Well, I haven't no seen comparisons. it. I haven't seen it in so long, so it's kind of like bits and pieces of what I remember. But I I didn't like rewatch uh, Trigon in order to remember how I felt about it back then. You're just watching it like from scratch. And I thought the animation was very cartoon looney tunes esque and it really bothered me do i hear my take yeah i liked it okay i actually um of the opposite of what you said where i thought that the music was actually very good and i thought that it fit in quite well with the chaos that that happened in the first and also the second episode i thought the voice acting was kind of what do you think the new look of uh vash i thought it was cool I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, mean, I, I like the new look comparatively yeah. to how more, I guess, Dragon Ball Z-like he's supposed to look with, like, the square head kind of, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 like, I actually think that the cartoon look fits in well with that kind of Mad Max, like, Western-style appeal. Um, and I, I thought the animation was quite fluid. I thought the choreography was really well done of I mean, the fights. I mean, dude, like, did you see the bullet storm? That Bulletstorm segment was fucking In the very beautiful. beginning? I th- okay. at, the, at the very end of episode, of episode one. one. Yeah. I thought... That was gorgeous. I think it is very well directed. That's what I would say. I don't think... Yeah. Uh, the, the, I think this, this is where, like, where my thoughts start to coincide a bit with what your thoughts are. Because if I was to just watch it based on how I felt about Trigun, I didn't really care too much about Trigun, the original anyway, so... That's kind of carried over to how I feel about Stampede. But if I was to watch it completely fresh, like it's it's kind of like the Disney thing where they just, you know, re-update old properties with new shit. But instead of it being like 2D animation, it is live action for Disney. And in this case, instead of just being 2D anime from the 90s, it is now like 25 years later re- re-uploaded, like rescaled to like 4K, 3D, whatever. Um, if you come from the old school Trigun camp, you will be disappointed. 
because of the fact that there's a lot of like major character changes. But at the same time, I also feel like the, this rendition is not for those people either. Unless no, you it's really, not. Unless you really, really love Trigun. Or you're old enough to watch the old one and the new one. So, And you want to maybe show your kids why you love Trigun in the first place. The thing is that I just... Uh, okay. I think each individual part by itself in isolation is actually really well done. Yeah. I think the direction is the only thing that I will say is universally well done, whether it's on its own or integrated in. I actually think the music is very appropriate but and actually very well, like with the horns and like that it's Western good. style. It, it is, it is There's good. like the yeah. whip sound effect. It's like very spaghetti Western kind of vibe. I love it. Yeah. But when it's reintegrated back into everything else, I don't like it. When you mix in kind of like... Vash's new look on its own, it's great. It's kind of, I just don't know. I just feel like when it, the choreography is really good, but when you kind of put it in with everything else, it is still a plus, but it's just kind of loses out to how I just don't feel good about everything else. I just felt that it's just not as, it's more comedic and more wacky, which I don't like, to but be but honest. That means, but that was also original Trigun, too. To a certain extent, yeah, because you know, it was like it, it was very Looney Tunes esque, um, you know, in the nineteen ninety eight uh, edition of it. Um, I I think maybe because of the fact that it is a little bit more like in your face with its character and like art aesthetics, that maybe that's why for you it's it's it puts you off more more than it would have like from the original. I thought like the the one shot takes. Obviously, it's not a one shot take, but it's like this. It, it goes through like underneath and around and spins around the camera angle all in a fluid motion, just like how in Land Illustrious. It's just very, like, very well choreographed. A lot of the fight scenes and action scenes are legitimately impossible to do in 2D completely, at least completely in 2D, unless if you spend a shit ton of money and it'll look really weird. So, this is why 3D in this case works in the way it looks very dynamic and, 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 yeah. and, kinetic like nothing like can be taken away from like the orange perspective they did like a really good job in animating this i think like yeah they definitely did it it looks amazing but i think but what holds it back is the same way that i felt about the original trigon story of it just just not enough for me to continue watching it i it's it's basically one of those it's a great series for highlight reels every time Vash takes out his gun. It is awesome, right? Like he what, takes out his gun. I think once in the each episode that yeah. I've watched, and it's amazing. But outside of that, it's like there's a not there's not a lot of memorable shit. The the end credits, I like it for some reason. Like that just whole end credit scene sequence just looks really nice. Did you the, watch episode two? Yeah, I did. Yeah, same thing. That's that like ten seconds where he pulls his gun out. Amazing. Everything else is forgettable. I yeah, I thought the opening sequence was also very good with like the kind of zoom in with the gun and the it just looks nice. It's really well directed, as I said, really well choreographed. Just I don't know what it is about it. I the, just the, can't get behind the positive the positives are perfectly balanced by the negatives to make it so it's it's not mid again. Like we want to refrain from just calling everything mid when we don't vibe with it. It's just if if you loved Trigun and you want to see like a fresh take on it, you may or may not be disappointed. Um, 
but I think you should still give it a try. Uh, for people who have never watched anything or read anything about the original Trigun and just want to watch something cool, this could give you like real good action appeal. But the story is what holds it back for me. Um, it's it's a very very like slight nudge towards the recommend, but again, will not fault you for dropping it. All right, our next show is we're gonna go overtime on this. Will I'm yeah, it won't be three hours though. Um, oh, it definitely will be. I think I I don't think so. Well, it just depends on how much time you want to spend on talking about this one, which is the the angel next door spoils be rotten. Hey, Will, do you like Hori Mia? No. Well, guess what? This ain't it because it is actually based off of the light novel of the same name, The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten by Hanzano Kazutake, who did the art, and Hanekoto, who did the art again. I guess like they co-drew it together. And Saiki-san, who did the story. Light novel is published in English by Yen Press. And the manga adaptation is published digitally by Square Enix on Manga Up. Has a crazy high score, the anime, 7.82. Light novel eight, eight, is nine, even eight, crazier, who yeah. has 8.49. Plot synopsis is essentially Sheena is a perfect girl on the exterior to the point where everyone adores her and calls her angelic. She lives next door to... Uh, Fujimiya, I think. Yeah, or whatever his name is. He's forgettable because people don't really know who he is and he just feels kind of like like out in the bleachers. No one really cares or knows about him. And guess what? The angel has flaws and scars mentally or just troubled stuff. It's it's the perfect series for project number nine to pick up. Do you... And that, that that's the main complaint I have about it, really, because it for me it looks shit. I thought it looked okay. Just okay. I think it looked fine for what it is. It's a bit shiny, glossy, which is kind of a weird look. But sure, no problem. The thing that I have is if you like a, an Onesan caretaker, mom. I mean, at one point, the male main character is like, oh, thank you, mom. And when I heard that line, I was just like, that was the realest thing that was said during that entire episode that I watched. I just think that this whole like down on his luck dude or girl meeting up like the perfect counterpart is like a really played out like and, overplayed and trope. Then they, and then they propped each other up. I'm not saying that you can't have overused tropes as like your crutch exactly. in the beginning. Exactly. It's like if you if you talk about isekai tropes, they're all the same. If you oh. talk about action shonen, it's all the same. Oh, gender discrimination is a very common theme. Oh, tomboy is not getting love reciprocated or misunderstood nobody's like reinventing the wheel here right yeah but at the same time i just it's just a very boring trope for me and i i'm 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 dropping it maybe maybe there is something there that like the light novel people knows about i don't understand how two episodes in it could be a 7.82 when well, I mean, I feel the same way about um, Bungo Stray Dogs and how it's an 8.56. I like it, but it should not be that high. Regardless, I was just like, I would watch a lot, almost all other shows that we have talked about. If this was a 7.32 or 7.42, I'd say, yeah, that's about right. If it's a 7.82, damn, there are people who are seeing this in a way better light than I am. Or maybe they just want wish fulfillment, which is fine. It's yeah, just I, yeah, I, I, exactly. I just I just feel like this is so stereotypical. It's just not worth 
your time. Because if you want something more romantic, watch Horimiya. If you want to be taken care of, there's plenty of like, um, yeah, Inyashike, uh, animes, slice of life shows that will give you that wholesomeness rather than the cardboard cut out and executed very mid. Really, it is such a middle of the road show that I just cannot recommend this. 7.82 is way too fucking high. How is that possible? But sure. Guess what? It probably got hype from the light novel people. Right. Moving on to uh, Endo and Kobayashi Live, the latest on Sundere villainous Lisa Latte. You know, I got really mad that I had a choice between the angel next door spoils me rotten and this show, the villainous one, Tsundere, which is Tsundelise. Tsundelise, yeah. And I fucking chose the angel... Suppose me wrong. So I will report in in a future episode because I'm going to watch Chun Lise and Will is going to convince me why this show should it's, be watched by you as well. It's so cute. It's so good. It's just basically two uh, two people who are two students that are part of the same club in high school, uh, Endo and Kobayashi. Uh, one likes the other. The other one, it's to be seen. Um, but as part of their club, they're supposed to be doing regular club activities, which they haven't really done. So instead, they decide, you know what? Why don't we do... Like, Here, let me take yeah. out my handheld console. Or is it like... No, they actually play on the... Video game console. They actually play on a PS5. Or or whatever... Whatever uh, equivalent. Version, yeah. Yeah, okay. And they decide to play an Otome game. Because um, that's what you do, right? Yeah. So, um, it, but what they do, which is actually really cool, is because... I, I forgot what their club is, but you're supposed to be doing sort of like reporting or like a lot of like verbal, like just like commentary stuff. And so the the guy's like, why are we playing this game? Like this is not like a proper use of club time. And then the girl says, oh, since we need to prepare for an upcoming commentary, why don't you provide like the color commentary of this Otome game and I'll do the analytical commentary of this Otome game. Meanwhile, inside the Otome game, which, funny enough, uh, the villainess, she could hear them. No, 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 no. She's not? She can't? It's the, it's, it's the, the man. Oh, the, the dude. Is, yeah, the dude. So what, so, does, she, so, what so, does he do? So you play as a character, as, as in like you are the first person character. Right. Right? Uh, this is meta. This is extremely meta. Yeah. Not not the not the Facebook meta. Because PS5s or their equivalent, their controllers have a speaker on them. Oh, and so when you speak, the game also hears the real life players talking to them. But in the game, the guy's like, Where are these voices coming from? Are the gods speaking to me? Because it's of course it's a magic school and shit, right? And then of course the commentators as they're called it's like oh yes that is the the perfect title given to you deities i really appreciate you giving me guidance upon my quest what shall i do so he can't hear them right no he can't talk to them right he can so they can cross communicate it's the same way when you're playing like a visual novel and like you as the character interact with the in-game npcs that's the talking to so the players can talk to the characters yes but rather than having like fixed dialogue as how games go you actually have open dialogue and say whatever the fuck you want so where does the tsundere villainess come in that's the tsundere villainess you have to be able to win her heart over because she loves the prince but the prince is just a dunce like is completely so uh, who's the main character in the game the prince 
But so, the villainous is like the reason why she's like the true Cinderella villainous is because because she falls out of love. She feels like you know, no matter what she does, the the senpai will never notice her, and so then she falls into a deep dark depression, gets taken over by a devil, transforms into a monster, and kills everyone. So he, hearing the players playing IRL, yeah, tries to prevent the calamity in his present world which is the game played but, by the players but at the same time they can't just straight up say you need to fall in love with her because that would just break the meta of the game and then the game would just break because they, they can't be so obvious to the prince it's like if you don't love her she's gonna kill everybody because then because they actually say oh dude spoilers you're gonna die yeah Bro, so that's why no, 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 no. Us in like the 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 players talking to themselves. No, we can't spoil the game for them, dude. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, we gotta think about how to convince this guy to fall in love with her well, without actually saying why, to fall in love with her. Why the fuck did I watch the Angel it's, Next Door instead so of fucking, fucking this? It's so good. This sounds I love it. so good. And the thing as well, it's I'm like so mad. I for for me, like the reason why I thought you didn't watch it was because of the word Cinderella in there. That's literally it. But then even the, the, the best – I'm not going to say any more. I'm just waiting for you to, like, watch that specific part, and then you can report back to me. But, look, from me to you, Jason, and from me to the listeners, please. Endon Kobayashi what? lived the latest on Cinderella villainous Lissolette. Fucking good. Really, really good. Please go check that out. All right. Now this one was like the a, biggest what the a, fuck a, of the season. Massive what, surprise. What the fuck am I watching on the screen award of winter 2023 goes to high card based off of the multimedia project created by Homura Kawamoto. Hakaru Hikaru, Hikaru yeah, yep. means light, sorry. Muno and TMS Entertainment. Uh Himura Kawamoto is the writer for Kagurui Compulsive Gambler. He so did not we, write yeah. the script. But he was there as part of like the conceptualization and putting everything He's together. He's like the co-creator. So he didn't write the script. A bunch of other people wrote the script. But Ryo Takahashi is the music composer. The reason why I mention that is because the music is spot on in this show. Yeah. Classroom of the Elite, yeah. Healer Girl, Ari Fureta, and Skate the Infinity. Regardless of how I feel and Will feels about Skate the Infinity, one thing is rock solid is this guy's resume is on point. It is produced by Studio Hibari, who also produced Assassination Classroom and Classroom of the Elite, uh, coincidentally. Has a current MAL score of 7.52. And here's why we think that the score is going to go up. I have no idea what the fuck is happening on screen. I don't know what is going on. There's playing cards, which kind of has abilities. Travel. There's the a there's a there's a young man who wants to save uh, a, an orphanage. A, an orphanage and decides, you know what? I need money. What am I going to do? I'm going to fucking gamble. Gamble. <laughs> I'm just going to straight up gamble. I'm going to go to fucking Atlantic City or wherever it looks, whatever like Vice City they have. Then all of a sudden, like violence ensues. People die by the truck. Lo- not. Uh, we, people die. We we saw like a couple of the trailers and teasers about like what the high card was, and honestly, when we watched it, I I thought it was corny as fuck. Okay, so it can still be very corny, and I think it is very corny. But it but it's it, entertaining it as it fuck. It's fucking violent. Like don't think. Like don't think. Turn off your brain. It is just 
high octane. I don't know what is happening, but a lot of Michael Bay shit is happening. And people in suits, I guess, look suave. It's it's Kakaguri the assassination arc. Straight up. It's it's it, it's it is balls to the wall insanity. I was Yeah, but no depravity. It's just yeah. it's just like the fuck is I happening. was completely caught off guard. The first twenty seconds, I was I was just waiting for like yeah. bullshit to yeah, happen. Exactly. And then the twenty seconds when, just was just like when we were when I was watching the first like minute of the uh, of, of the first episode, I was like, did I just click the wrong link? Am I watching the the right thing here? What the fuck's going on? So, and then all of a sudden, oh, so that's ex- the lead up. Okay, so explosions happen. Some briefcase a, gets up. There's open. a there's a murder island with a heist. I guess. Uh, there is a sniper, but then no, there is a shriek, and that's Lala's voice. What the fuck does that mean? And then, like, magic missiles start flying out. Oh, and there is also apparently a king, because they cut to some guy. It's just like, oh, your majesty, you have to leave. And he's just like, no, I need to see this. And I'm just like, what is fucking happening? Then cut to, like, an American city of sorts with, a, with like, a bunch of orphans. And then the guy's like, I'm going to save this orphanage. <laughs> And guess what? I'm marbles, marbles, marbles. And then we lost our marbles. And then people die. And then they, you know, have a showdown. And then end of episode one, I'm just like, what? Okay, I, I, I'm gonna keep watching this. I'm gonna keep watching this. I don't know what is happening on screen, other than I can tell you things are happening on screen, and I just had a good time. Yep. I, what else can we say? I, I, I don't know because I don't know what the fuck it is. It, it might be when they reveal the premise, it's real bad. Or it just might not be what we think it is. But it, it could totally be a tech op, right? It, it could literally like blow your mind the first episode, but then like completely crash and burn afterwards. But like I will at least give it a chance and just like continue riding this crazy train. They are all in on this. I mean, not using gambling metaphors here, but they really put money where their mouth is and they're betting that you would be entertained and I have to say I am thoroughly entertained. Right. The next one that I'm not sure if you want to talk about because I'm not sure if you watched it. Nope. Uh, Ningen Fushin. Adventurers who don't believe in humanity will save the world. I watched this this morning. Did you see the plot synopsis that I wrote? Uh, so, um, yeah. Is that accurate? I'll do you one better. Okay. So, Shield Hero. Oh, yeah. What about Duke Rising get, of the Shield Hero? Dude gets fucked and he wants revenge, right? Well, well, he, well, he got metaphorically fucked over, not literally fucked over, but sure. Imagine there's four of them. Oh, shit. That's Ningen Fusion. But it's also kind of wholesome, too. <laughs> wholesome uh, in the sense that it's, oh, it's, it's yeah, wholesome. It's, okay. it's four adventurers who got betrayed and decide, you know what? Like, if we're going to be betrayed, why don't we trust each other and betray everyone else? Okay, so they don't betray each other. They're but just they don't like, trust each other either because they've been betrayed and they've just lost sense of confidence and trust and all that. It's um, it's again, okay, it's it's a very very basic like revenge story, but mixed in with like four people who have different reasons for wanting to seek revenge. So they are adventurers who don't believe in humanity will save the world. Yes. So it is based off of the light novel of the same name by Shinta Fuji, who did the story, and Sumukuroi, who did the art, published in English by Yen Press. It looks good, too. Okay, okay. By saying looks good, it's... Actually, you know what? It looks okay. But there are, like, some parts which are, like, PowerPoint presentation animation levels of 
of quality um is bad in that part but but I do want to know more about the story of these characters and continue on their journey because it it's just it's it's not like a oh like a redemption story it's more just like well this is what happens when people are hit rock bottom and it's not just one person it's four of them and decide you know what why don't we bring each other up but i also don't fully trust who you are but at the same time it's because of that lack of trust that is also like breaking down the success of our party so we need to learn how to trust each other but how do we do that we need to be methodically trustful of each other we also need to be wary that we're going to betray each other at any minute so it's calculated trust confidence and betrayal Okay. Well, we are running two and a half now. Uh, do you think we will get to Inukai? Do we have to? Do we have enough time? Okay. Okay. No, okay, okay. That's Next just, one. Next okay. one. Next one. Just just, just watch how we're going to do this, okay? So, uh, we have a couple more series to go over, but we are going to speed run a couple. One, Kubo won't let me be invisible. Uh, based on the manga, same name by Nina Yukimori, published in English as a, as a simul publication. Uh, School won't let me be visible through Manga Plus service. Wow, you're speaking Five films real are published fast. published by uh, Biz Media since May 3rd, 2022. Uh, produced by Pine Jam. Pine Jam did really, really well with DIY in terms of its looks. I think Kubo looks kind of similar as well. Um, the current mouse score for its anime is 7.72. The, man- the manga score is uh, 7.91. Uh, it's basically teasing, teasing Master Takaki-san. That's what I wrote, yeah. Done, good. Uh, would you recommend? Yeah, very much. Also, it, it Kanahana is, is um, Kubo-san. Yeah. So, extreme recommend. So, uh, do you like Teasing Master Tanisan? Do you like Kanahana? Then shut the fuck up and watch this wholesome, wholesome comfy show. Also, keep a watch out for Pine Jam. Pine Jam is doing really, really good work. Okay. Campfire Cooking in Another World with My Absurd Skill. Based on a light novel of the same name by Masa, who did the art, and Renaguchi, who did the story. Manga notation is the same name by the same people, except that the art is done shit? by Akagishi K. Uh, now, produced by MAPPA, which I actually did not expect. Yeah, me too. That Uh, was crazy. So both the manga and the light novel is published digitally in English by J Novel Club. The current mouse score is 7.61, which is higher than the manga and the light novel source. It's pretty comfy i think your plot synopsis is perfect as well D in terms of like the magical fantasy action elements uh the amazon part where literally the guy's superpower is to be able to access an online supermarket and purchase whatever the fuck he wants granted he has the money for it like in the modern world because he is an isekai and his main function within the party is he is the cook but he's also kind of like a trader sort of thing. So he has to hire people to bring him from one place to another. And he uses his quote-unquote unique skill to be able to make money. So, uh, yeah. I just thought it was really funny that he gets isekai And then he is with a bunch of high school students. And they're all like, oh, I'm this hero. Oh, I have this awesome skill. I will definitely vanquish the demon. And he's just like, bro, I'm just going to peace out. There like, is there is one thing I do want to uh, to point out, and this is just from like a culinary perspective. Um, it's not really a a, 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 a plot twist or a, or a spoiler anyway. Um, the guy makes a dish called pot au feu, which is a stew like brothy kind of meat dish, but he makes it with pork. Now traditionally, Beef? As, yes. There we go. But the reason why he used pork is because historically, so, back in France, everyone was poor, beef was expensive, so they used pork. So, because this is an historical fantasy setting, it kind of makes sense. Also, he killed a boar, right? Yes. No, he he didn't kill the boar. He cooked the boar. Right. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. Not I mean, beef. You, make, make do with what you got. I mean, I'm sure you're using the same skills. Uh, you, you need to use the right herbs and all that. 
Yada yada yada. Oh, I, I, I like oh, it though. I know. Yeah, I like it I too. I like it too. But let's see where the direction goes because the end of episode one is is kind of sus. It could go in the direction that is not what I'm expecting. That was that was the part where it was a bit like, mm, let's mm. see where this goes. Because I was hoping for the generic kind of cookie cutter, like, oh, let's just keep cooking and then keep going on adventures. And it keep... may just be that still, though. I hope so. Yeah. Controversial discussion here now. Near Automata version 1.1a, based on the video name, a video game of the same, well, not the same name, but Near Automata, which is a 2017 action role-playing game developed by Putnam Games and published by Square Enix. This anime is produced by A1 Pictures. I fucking hate it. Raw mouse score 7.50. So have you played Near Automata? I have, but I haven't finished it. How many endings have you got? I mean, I haven't finished it. Then. Oh, okay. You haven't I, even. I haven't even got to that part. Because technically, when you finished it once, you actually haven't finished the game. I know. I know. And so, therefore, if you haven't got enough of the endings of your Automata, you might as well also watch a fuck ton of them. So you did finish the game. How many times did you finish it? Uh, I I I finished it hundred percent. But like, or at least all of them. I. I like a hundo in terms of like you've seen every possible ending there is. I mean, because like twenty, I'm not gonna say a lot of the endings are just like oh you die game over. You make a choice game over. You pick the wrong choice or you died here when you shouldn't have. But there are I think at least six major endings and that's and it what, loops yeah. in of itself. And that's what this series is. It's essentially retelling of those endings, but so. I don't know who this anime is for. It is extremely competently produced. Violet Evergarden voices to be the main female heroine. So, hey, good voice cast yeah, in voice general. Voice acting was good. 9S, which is like the male main character, is very is of that character archetype the, fine literally the, the intro arc of the game is exactly how the first episode goes down and i think it was a good choice to do that one thing is i don't know who this is for because if you liked near automata you would play the video game if you, if you watch you, this yeah, exactly you've seen all the endings then yeah if you watch this you would be like oh i'll just play the fucking video game and as someone who hasn't finished the game, I'm not compelled to watch any of this because spoilers, I suppose. But at the same time, my I guess my my major criticism of it is the 3D. It was all right. It, do, 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 it was do, like all right. You know that part where the mech just spins in the air? It looked super out of place and comical. That was just oh, you it, mean uh, Ikaruga? Yeah, that's that that it just didn't work for me. Um, is it a recommend? I. We don't know because we don't know whether you've played the game. We don't know if you finished the game. We don't know if you've seen all three endings. And all, all the Not all three. All of the endings. There's more than three main endings, just so you know. And even if you fit in one of those types of categories, we still don't know if this is something you should go and check out. It's a shame. But, it's, you know, it's A1 Pictures did well in, in some aspects. I don't think it's a bad show. I just don't know who's it for. Therefore, I think it's a bad show. I don't think it's badly made. That's the issue. I just don't get it. You got 10 minutes to talk about my life. I did not watch it. You actually didn't watch it. I did not watch it. I did not watch my life as Inukai-san's dog, which is based off of the web manga of the same name by Itsu... Itsususe. Oh, yeah, because it's a student. Itsususe, yeah. It's uh, who did the story and the art produced by Quad, 
Uh, spoiler alert: the uncensored version is called the Wonderful version. You can watch it on Alabama TV. I think Hulu, for some reason, also has it too. With um, the yeah. very high, amazing score of five point six eight out of ten, the second lowest seasonal of winter twenty twenty three. What is it about, Will? It's about a person who gets reincarnated as a dog and ends up being picked up by Inukai, who has a really weird yandere dog fetish kind of appeal. Um, the first episode, which is each episode is only 12 minutes long, so it's like a half episode length. Uh, it's just of her taking a bath and bathing the dog. And that wraps up. The second episode is of her watching her dog pee. And that and then she also likes to lick dog noses and you know really really scrub her body very very bubbly clean. The censorship is comical as well. It's very very DXD level, um, where instead of like you know the little bat wings for the DXD, it's using like a little paw print from the dog. Uh, very very uh, coincidentally, whenever you know she is supposed to be fully naked, the steam rises just in time to cover her body. Um, honestly, uh, it's shit. <laughs> it's really shit. I said it was amazing because of how fucking stupid this show is. It's 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 mirror tights, but like if you really wanted just pure degeneracy, at least there's a tease when it comes to watching mirror tights. Um, if you can even access it, I don't think you think it's online. Um, don't watch Unikaisan. Um, I will also spend one minute talking about why I don't think Technoroid. Overmind is actually the worst rated series. It's currently holding a 5.97. Actually, no. Wait. Oh, no. It should be 5.67. 5.67. Yeah, okay. 5.67. So it's 0. 0.01 below uh, My Life as Inukai-san's dog. It's a um, mixed media project and produced by Doga Kobo. Which if you've seen in terms of last year's performance, Doga Kobo did not do very well. So what did Technoroid Overmind did? Explain to me how the Tower of Babel is supposed to be a tower that I ascend to. It's a android boy idol group with a murder mystery within a tower called Babel. Yes. It's really, Cause, really, really Because they good. sing. So here's the thing. The music Babel. actually is kind of lit. I think that the dance sequences, yes, it's a little bit 3D jittery, but it kind of looks okay. I don't think it actually should be the worst rated series, but I understand it being the most divisive one because, as we've seen earlier last year, with Idolish 7 third beat just destroying the raw score rankings, that's probably why I think that when you have you know fans of idol groups, you vouch for the ones you love and you just shit on the ones you hate, and I think that's why Technogroy Overmind is a loser in this sense. But it's interesting because there's a lot of rumors that this whole series is supposed to act as a prequel for the game that releases at the end of it. So kind of in a way of how Tact Op Destiny was handled. Um, it's a mixed media project. Yeah, so that's you, you, you want to play the game, you probably should watch the anime. And this is just me saying, I don't think it's that bad. I'm not saying it's a 7 or an 8. Rather, I think it's a 6 point something. It's really not that awful. It's still shit, but it's not that awful. I really don't think Will has a bad palate when it comes to anime, but you can always prove me wrong by reaching us through our email, gapalette at gmail.com. That's G A P 
F-G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word. You can tell me as well how shitty, uh, in terms of a decision that I make, in terms of my opinion, on Trigun Stampede with my handle at Palette Good, that's capital P and capital G, all one word, on Twitter. Or you can go through our GAP Discord and yell at the both of us at how the angel spoils me. Ne- the, uh, the angel next door. next door spoils me rotten is actually one of the best shows ever. But you can also check out our website, www.goodanimepalette.com, all lowercase, all one word. But importantly, just like the music for this winter 2023 season, the music credits is extremely important because our intro music is In Your by Hasten, our break music is Botai by Oi, and our outro music is I Don't Mind, the instrumental version by Particle House. You can support the music artists that we feature by listening to them on Spotify, Apple Music, or other various music listening platforms, and our royalty-free music was provided by Epidemic Sound. If you're interested, you can sign up using our referral link that is in the show description. Terms and conditions apply. We ran pretty long this time around. We always run over two and a half when it comes to all of the seasonals. There was a bit of us, you know, celebrating the 50th uh, episode, a bit of us picking the cleanup. And also because, to be honest, this season around, there was just some clear... I don't really know, but this season has a lot of different tastes it's for very, different it's, people. It's a very divisive season in the fact that you know, it's a very... It, it's two, an even playing field, literally, because... Two-thirds oh, of the anime that have, been, that have scores are in the seven range. Right, so it's not you're on one side or the other. Now you are like the whole spectrum except for the, 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 the poles, essentially, to either side. So I think that's why Will and I watch that much. And also told you a lot of all the shows that we watch. Because in general, we watch the same amount for each seasonal. I just felt that this time around, we went through all of them a lot more than usual. Yeah, actually looking at the last two uh, seasonal episodes, this one ran half an hour longer than the others. Yeah. But then again, it's also because we covered a lot more than the other ones, too. I think there was just a lot more to talk about. I mean, we ran through... The main reason why, though, is because... like. We just had to know. We just had to know, like, among those sevens, how much of those actually should be a little bit higher, how much of them should be a bit lower. And it turns out not a lot should be higher or lower. In fact, all of them mostly should be within the same expectations. So pick and choose. Yeah. It's really like if you like cooking shows, watch Campfire in Another World, Campfire Cooking in Another World. If you like, you know, like Otome Games with a bit of a weird meta twist, then you should watch Cinderlise. So ultimately, Will, I find it very difficult usually to recommend shows for winter 2023. Would you agree with that statement? Like there's no like clear bangers. Yeah, it's, it's like I would recommend this if or but it's not like I can just straight out flat out say you should watch this. Even like the, the top two, right? For me, which is like Vinland Saga and Bungo Stray Dogs, you had to have watched the yeah. previous stuff. So how would you do that? I don't think Genius Young Lady and the Reincarnate Princess, I would wholly recommend to everyone. I think it's rock solid. I just don't know what to recommend that I think is our like surefire wins. If I had to pick one out of everything that like, I think everyone should watch and hopefully enjoy, it will probably be Handyman Izakai. 
I, I think that would be the one that I would want to vouch for the most, only because I feel that the score is a little bit criminal. It should be a little bit higher. But again, this is just me really trying to push this anime to others, and it's not indicative of whether it actually is a good series. This is just my own personal perspective. If I were to ask you for one, it might not be that straightforward, right? I, I really don't know. I, I, and I'm not trying to be difficult. I legitimately don't know. But hopefully by listening to like our snippets of what we thought and what we think is going to happen in the future for these specific series, it should at least give you enough of an idea of which ones to kickstart, which ones to leave on your plan to watch, or just drop like completely and not bother. Um, I, I guess that's pretty much it. Hopefully it gets a little bit more clear cut with spring 2023, but that we're just looking too far into the future at this point. Uh. It was it was a good season still. It's just there oh, are there, I, I very much enjoyed watching yeah, this stuff. I think rather than like having a lot shows that I will definitely watch and some I definitely won't watch, there'll be a lot of shows that oh, I'll get around to it. I might add it or lower priority. Or guess what? Will and I are just gonna clean up our clean up four picks, probably. I don't know. Yeah. And just see how the ratings go throughout the 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 season and then we'll know maybe a better idea of what to finish or catch up on that's really it yeah it's it, it, one it's like still way too early in winter 2023 to definitively say these are the best shows or these are the worst shows we're literally only like one to three episodes in for the majority of them so our thoughts and perspectives may not be fully reflected by end of season or even by end of year so the judgment is you know still out there we don't know whether like certain shows will actually perform to the best of their abilities or if some are just going to completely crash and burn. Uh, but we hopefully will report back and let you know, like if you know, the, our, our niggling suspicions of what was a good series actually ends up being good or if we end up being betrayed. Uh, happy uh, episode 50, Will. Yeah. And to all the listeners as well, uh, if you're in Hong Kong or China or you celebrate Chinese New Year, happy Chinese New Year. Happy Chinese New Year, guys. Is that really it? I think that's pretty much it. Wait, are we just going to keep going until you press stop? Or do you want to run until we hit our No, three? no, no. We're not going to fucking do that. But, like, I don't know how you're going to do this. Are you just going to fade me out? Is that what you're going to do? Are you just going to stop, press stop at some point? I'm just going to keep on rambling until you press stop. Are you going to just keep doing what? Are you pressing the off button? Is that what it is? Why are you holding that button, Will? Why are you coming close to me, Will? What is going on? Bye. Will, what are you doing? Bye.